Greetings! Welcome to Act Natural, the D&D podcast where players from across the world explore two sister campaigns set in the same homebrew world. This week's episode features the wild cards. To get the latest updates, find us on Facebook with our name Act Natural, or follow us on Twitter at actnatural underscore dnd. You can also support us by going to patreon.com slash actnaturalshow. More information to come at the break. Now let's hit that intro music and start the show! Last time on the Wild Cards, the party was exhaling after the battle with Bridala and the revivification of Alexander. They looted the enemies around them and began to take a rest. They discussed whether to sleep off their wounds or move on to the Clanmaster's palace, eventually deciding on the latter. After Taz eventually lifted the portcullis on his own, they moved up to the main building. They began to move inside and found themselves waylaid by several traps. They also found that the majority of items and objects within the palace were destroyed or ruined. They searched room to room until they found the clan master's quarters, which Liberté had seen in his vision, and with difficulty, they were able to find the note that they were seeking. After this, they did sleep, waking up to speak with dead on Berdala's corpse. It was confirmed from a note they found on her person that she was working with someone from Audru, perhaps the Al-Salam family. They informed Lander of what had transpired and worked to find a way to destroy the Wand of Surrender. Taz was eventually able to slice it with his sword, and the hold placed on all of the individuals around them was lifted. Dwarves and Dragonborn alike began to wake and come to their senses. The party asked questions of the Clan Master, who eventually agreed to speak with Finella, whom the party learned from Lunave below was leading the remaining dwarves. As the two groups of people began to congregate towards their respective cities, the party prepared for another long rest and a political negotiation of the following day. That is where we are picking up. So, as a reminder, Liberté, you still have the party inspiration. I am going to say, as an overall um, smoothing story element, that you all have uh, stayed the evening in the ruins of the Bago Axes Tavern which was owned by Yolanis, uh, who was one of the Dragonborn who stayed within the sewer hideout and was Gothrak's employer prior to the attack. She is sad to learn of his fall, but allows you to stay regardless. The tavern, like many other buildings around, is busted and broken with basically everything of worth having been taken already. But there are enough salvageable pieces of beds and soft cloths for you all to get a decent enough night's sleep. You all wake up the following morning, the morning of the 97th of summer, with the peace negotiations set to take place at noon. So, wild cards, what would you all like to do? Let me uh, reset my spell. 
hundred and nine have already been reset. Oh, but I get a hit die back, right? Half. Yes, you. Yes, you regain half of your total hit dice. Rounded so up. That's the rest of them. Um, when we were in the clan master's room, I took his statue and necklace. Do you guys think I should give that back? Um, uh, probably. I mean, yeah. I think Alexander said it best. We're trying to be the heroes of the story here. All right. I have no idea what they're worth anyway. Probably worth more to him than to us. Maybe. Um, yeah, I guess I want to get out and about and see how the people are doing, what's going on. Okay. So are you just walking around the city? Yeah, I guess. And if somebody wants to come with me, they're more than welcome. If not, then I'll I'll just sort of walk it alone and I'll come along. I'll I I want the exercise. I will come with as well. Okay. I guess I'll come with them if they're gonna make this a group thing. I'm not, but I'll say what I'm doing next. <laughs> okay. So wh- where are you all headed off to? Or are you just perusing the streets ad ad nauseum? So, first, does Alexander have a cat with him? I do not. No, he does not. Not yet. Okay. All right. Um, I guess going to towards Dragon Mages to check and see if they're all okay, and then start heading back towards sort of the town square and, you know, looking at, you know, how things are around that area. Okay, you have to go through the square to get the dragon oh. mages, so yeah, you need to go true. through that first. Okay. Um, the town, the town square, for the most part, is a mixture of kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, it's almost kind of like a pop-up refugee camp for those whose homes have been completely sundered and don't really have a place to go and just kind of a small gathering space. So there are a number of Dragonborn um, milling around and chatting, but also there are some small tents that have been set up to shelter people from uh, the elements that could arrive. Do they look like they have food and water and stuff? They're being cared for by the city, or is this just like they just dumped themselves down and did what it took to survive the night yeah you you do see a couple of small essentially campfires with like stew pots some people are bringing uh jugs of water from wells nearby so they they look like they're surviving but it's no easy life and it's probably going to be a while before that could be attained again okay i don't know if there's anything that we can do other than I think Jacques is the only one that could actually help in in terms of creating food and water for them, but we can do that on the way back. 
I want I'm curious to see how our friends are at dragon mages. Okay. You walk through the town square to the exact opposite end, head off towards dragon mages. As you approach, you do see, you know, every now and then dragonborn are cleaning out a house, taking down boards off of windows, throwing uh, just general refuse and unwanted objects out into the streets. The, the, the cleanup of the city has definitely begun. And as you get closer and closer towards dragon mages, um, it does appear that there's some sort of activity going on outside. Can I see what it is? Uh, you see uh, what looks to be uh, one of the dragon mages, along with Kirex and Lunave, moving large pieces of stone. In or out? Uh, it's on the outside. Um, the, I guess I yell out to Kirax. I was like, Kirax! And then I wave over to him. Kirax turns and looks, as does Lunave, and both of them kind of give a, a half-enthusiastic wave and wait for you all to approach. As you get closer to dragon mages, you are able to now tell what they are actually working on. You see that there is a 15 by 20 foot hole in the side of their building. What the, what? How did that happen? When did that happen? They set explosives so people didn't break into the place. Well, spells that were to go off, so it's probably relevant. Kirax, was this the dwarves or was this your defenses? Uh, you, you get close enough, and um, Kirax is there along with um, this would be uh, Tantina. Um, they are both with Lunave, like I said, carrying large stones out, making the hole larger and larger. Kirax kind of turns back. Well, it turns out that our wards worked. A little too well. Well, I'm glad we didn't try them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, uh, they did what they were supposed to do. Didn't make too much of a difference in the end, though. Was your store plundered, or are you okay? Oh yes, most of everything is gone. Oh no. Uh. We did find several bodies on the outside, so I'm assuming that a few unlucky, unlucky saps attempted to force their way in only for the spells to go off, and then the ones who were close by, but not attempting the entry themselves, were able to reap the benefits. Are the, the bodies, are they uh, doors? Or are they uh, Yes, they were, they were dwarves. Okay, so we should be able to find it pretty easy then. Well, the stuff. Uh, Mundgox and Venzin are already attempting to find 
some things. Though I'm not sure how um, successful that might be, seeing as how they're going, they're headed down towards the Dwarven city to attempt to get our things back. Okay. Um, you know, for people that, that aren't violent, that sounds like a really interesting way of doing things. Well, remember that they were, at least I think they were as ensorcelled as the dragonborn were and the dwarves were probably doing Bradala's bidding we didn't find anything on Bradala and in in her carriage that belonged to you and your friends um i imagine the dwarves plundered and then when the spell was broken they just took what they had with them down into the city or you know it it, it came down into the city prior to the spell being broken or they were just crappy people i mean you can be crappy people before you're like in store sold well, that's true too. We we're going to be meeting with the clan master and Fenella at noon. Perhaps that's something that you might want to have the clan master speak to them about the return of your goods as being a part of the negotiation. At, at this point, um, Tantina kind of stomps back out. To be perfectly honest, I'm just happy to be alive. Magic items can be remade. It takes time, but that's half the job, isn't it? I'd rather lose some items and keep my life than the other way around. If the others want to keep chasing items, that's fine. I'm not going to stop them, but don't really matter to me too much. She starts, picks up another stone. Okay, just, I, we came here because we wanted to make sure that you were okay. We're, we're looking over the city. We'll obviously be partaking in the conversations, you know, at, at midday to make sure that things go okay. Uh, Lunabe speaks up. Uh, we, we were able to release the, the Torven couple below the ground. So that is not uh, any worry of yours any further. Oh, thank you. That, that was. It was something that, you know, had to be done at the time. But, you know, now that we know that everyone was under the power of horror and Berdala and Belnor, um, they shouldn't suffer now because of that so I'm, I'm glad that's not on our conscience uh is there i mean we only have a few hours before we need to do this and i i'm not sure if alexander if you wanted to try to see what you know was was needed to be done about bringing charles back yeah, actually, that's part of the reason I'm here. Yeah, I thought I could try and figure out 
if there was a way to sort of guarantee the form of um, the Find Familiar spell, it's I, I'm not good with magic. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to be for, uh, front up with that. It's yeah. <laughs> I look at you quizzically. It's like, huh? <laughs> you, that's what you lead with. Kirex kind of chuckles under his breath. <laughs> Uh, the, the find familiar spell is a various, a very curious spell. Uh, usually, the first casting of a wizard's familiar uh, is what determines a form. Uh, most wizards choose to remain and have that form for the remainder of their lives. Some choose to dismiss it and get a new one. It is their own personal choice. Well, yeah, I just thought I'd check before I cast it again. You know, it, it's it's been rough. Like, you know, I, I cast it ages ago and then it was fine because, you know, familiars don't die if you don't go and throw them into battle. And But, yeah, I just wasn't sure, so... Well, if, 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 if you have a specific thought in mind, focus on it. You should be able to make it happen if you have enough conviction behind this, the casting. I think we all know that I'm I'm nothing but conviction. Um. <laughs> when it comes to Charles. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> In everything I do. So I can't remember out of character. Do you did you get the components or you just looked I for them? Did. The last I got them yesterday. Okay. All right, so didn't I? I think I did. Oh yeah, Josh. It took a couple hours. That's right. It took a couple (laughs) hours to find. I I also will say that in the ruins of the Dragon Mage's shop, you are able to gather the necessary incense and charcoal and arcane chalk, so you don't need to worry about those specific components for this casting. Totally not not stealing because the door's open, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, can't just <laughs> take the. Yeah, Kirax actively goes and helps you find it and and gives it to you. And in response, I'll be like, "Well, you've given me a hand here, so do you wanna do you wanna take another card? We're not really at war now, so you can just sort of do whatever you want." Um, ah, you, you would let me uh, again? Oh, yeah, please! Yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> uh, Without. As soon as you present it, without hesitation. Good to find someone else as enthusiastic about them as I am. Oh! Um, Kirax draws a card, looks around for a moment, and (laughs) vanishes. Lucky bastard! He got the best one! Uh, yep. This yeah, you know. is incredible. His voice just comes from nowhere. Oh, he's just invisible. Okay, go ahead. No, he's actually ethereal. Okay, nerd. Dantina, we must write notes on this. <laughs> you know, uh, because you sell can... it, Alexander. No, you can't. Oh, totally, but like. You can't guaranteed sell it as anything. It's more of just a fun thing. You can't sell it. You can't sell the deck. Yeah, you can't sell it. 
I just, I'm just, <laughs> I know. Uh, why not? Oh, you know, I because can't the... sell the deck, but I can, like, you know, I, I can sell a card each day to the highest bidder. Like, you can sell an effect. You can't sell a card. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, hey, you know, pick a card, ten gold. But come on, come on, come on. Uh, but let's not do that. <laughs> Tantina, did you want to? Did you want to draw one? I'll focus on cleaning up my shop. Thanks. Smart. There's always a responsible one. Glad it's not me this time. Yeah. Remind me again why we can't sell it. You can't. That's part of the magic of the deck, Jacques. If you go back and read it, it says it can't be sold. It's it. Uh, well, if we can't sell it, how about we just trade it then? It's the same. Because I like it and it's mine. <laughs> It's a conversation starter. Exactly. Look at how much joy is I can't. I can't see him, but I'm sure he's having fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just... So, Kirax, you can become corporeal again if you focus on it, and then become incorporeal. According to Liberty. I don't think I'm going to be physical again. Till tomorrow morning. <laughs> you actually hear the voice walking up the stairs. It's getting farther and farther away. Some some people when they get a taste of power. <laughs> Sorry, Tantina. I think you've lost your help for the day. It's all right. I shall deal with it. All right. Um. Alexander, did you need privacy, or did you need us to stand watch while you do this, or...? I'll do it later. I'll see if there's anything else you got to get up to, and if not, then I'll I'll disappear, and then can I'll get I, it done. Can I ask you what it's like? He's already going up the stairs. Are you talking to Alexander, or who are you talking to, Vesper? I was talking to Alexander, yeah. That's, yeah, what, that's, I that's what I thought, too. I wasn't sure if Alexander was trying to play it off and just, you know, put it on Kira. I thought he said, I walk up, I'm already off the stairs, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, no. I see how it is. <laughs> no, no, I thought you were talking to Kira, because he's in uh, like, no, Kira, and he no, you. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you. I mean, everything I do is great, so. The... The familiar thing. Yeah, it's. Look, I don't know if it'll be the same as last time. Last time it was a it was a big life changing experience filled with many many fun things, but uh, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I. It's been a while since I've cast the spell, so we'll we'll see if anything changes. You, just did one like the other day. <laughs> if if you want, you can sit in while I do it, and we'll we'll see what happens. Okay, because I, I'm just wondering, because I might be in a similar circumstance. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so I just was curious. Oh, the, well, we'll figure the, it out. the horse that you said you could summon? P potentially, yeah, but I, I, I don't know, man, I was... very loopy the past few days so I, 
I, I don't even really know what it entails or anything. Well, I don't think it's going to... Or we're, I don't think we're going to get an answer from Kirax today, so... Um... In, in my experience, you just kind of figure it out with magic. Yeah, that's kind of how I've been going about it. But I thought maybe since you are so smart, uh, you would know. No, no, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. I'm confident, not smart. There's a difference. <laughs> Where did you want to do this? I'll I'll get it done later. It's fine. We'll we'll find some time. Okay. Do it now, can we? Well, we've asked him. We've asked him a couple of times, and you know he's sort of pushed us off. So <laughs> let's just we let's got, just go with what he wants to do. Got shit to do today. God. <sighs> All right then. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, I guess other than uh, looking around and seeing if there's anybody that now needs our help, I don't know, should we go down and and check the sewer area where we were before or wait until after the ceremony? I feel like we should wait until after we like discuss peace and stuff like that. Otherwise, it might be seen in a in a weird light. The sooner we get this done, the sooner I can drink. I, I feel like when we all, when everyone sort of has an understanding of exactly what's happened, then we can sort of go places freely. But until then, it's just going to be a bit awkward for some people, and you know, I just feel like it's a better discussion if we, yeah. Uh, if I remember okay. correctly, we were, we, were, we were planning to set up the meeting. I mean, a place for the meeting. Yeah. Like so just making tables. sure there were yeah room for it, tables, uh -huh. chairs. We don't know how many people each group is going to bring, but I guess what's important is to have a place for Vanilla, um, an advisor, clan uh, master, advisor. And, and this is going to be like a a huge public thing or does that like out in the open i just figured like i just figured put it out in the open so that there's nothing being hidden and hopefully no way to create push. so you're gonna we're gonna have a bunch of people stand there and watch like us negotiate or create you could be just negotiating the whole time we could be standing there for an hour or two I don't know. So why don't we head back to the town square and see what's going on and see what we could do to finish setting up, helping anybody. And and Jacques, if you're feeling generous, you know, if there are hungry people, you you said before that you can create food and water. Uh, I can. I might as well. Okay. I'm not doing anything else. All right, so that's what we do. We go off to the town square then, now that we know that Kirax and group are okay. I mean, is there, is, is there a place where they're having uh, their feeding people? I mean, I don't know exactly where it is. I think it'd be more convenient to go there. I think 
on our way over, Josh just said they were setting up tents in the town square for the people that were sort of homeless. Those that weren't homeless and could go back into their homes, I'm sure, are in their homes. Oh, so I just... I just make food and drinks for random... Let me... I, I, I assume there was like a, a sort of kitchen for all the refugees or something. It's only been overnight, so they may not even have had the time to do that. So we can ask when we get there. So let's let's start walking. Oh, because I I just want to. It's it's kind of awkward for me just to you know say out loud and tell them, hey, this gonna make food for everyone here. Uh, Obviously, you're not making a whole city's worth of food, but you're able to contribute what you can, and I'm sure they'll appreciate that. That's fair enough. Okay, that's what we do, Josh. Back to the town square. Um, as we're heading back, I'm going to cast Locate Object. Okay. And just because I literally can't think of anything else that we saw there, I'm going to try and look for that sword that Alexander was really interested in that was at Dragon Mages. Okay. You cast the spell and extend your consciousness outwards, searching for that flaming sword. You don't get a ping anywhere nearby. Okay. It lasts for 10 minutes. I'm just going to keep it up as we're heading back. Okay. You all head back to the town square where the scene is basically unchanged. It's not like completely full of people, but this is the main congregation area for people who aren't actively helping clean the city and or who need a place to survive for the moment. Okay. And according to Joe, that's where Liberté has been, so I assume we're seeing him there I don't know Liberté what are you doing so I would have gotten up um, early in the morning Um, my understanding is that I'm the only one with any experience with matters of court Um, and given the vision from Lyra I feel like I have a responsibility to make sure that this goes well so the first thing I do is make sure that I look presentable. Um, I haven't been cleaning very much or very often lately. Um, and perhaps before they left, I would have had uh, Taz press to digitate my clothes or something. Um, which I haven't, which I haven't done, God, in forever on purpose for backstory reasons. But I'll do it today. And then I'm basically spending the, until they show up, um, trying to make sure that there's a a really nice area set up for them to come and discuss. Um, I'm sure there isn't a long enough table for what I'm imagining, so maybe I put a few tables together. But the idea is that 
Um, they don't have to sit too close to each other. They're, they would be on either end of the table um, talking to each other from a, a pretty good distance. And then I would set up a, a table for our party, perhaps the dragon mages, uh, perhaps another table for some dwarves. So do do something where a distance away there's three tables with, with our party's table in the middle and then uh, another table on either side of that, one on the dwarf side, one on the dragonborn side for other representatives that aren't part of any official delegation to sit, so whether that's dragon mages or, or other lesser nobles or, or something like that. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't decide, I wouldn't decide um, how they're going to do it. Just give them space to decide how they're going to do it for themselves. Um, and then generally do my best to, if anybody around town is willing to help me or not, but find things that can make the area look kind of nice considering there's been recent combat and destroyed statue. So things like any flowers that can be brought, nice tablecloths, um, you know, things like that. Okay. Um, my first question is where are you doing all of this? Um, well, I, I, the first thing in the morning, I, I guess I wouldn't be sure how packed the, uh, square is. I mean, is it, because they walked through it, um, is it like packed full of people? It's not packed. And, and I could say that you could have walked with the party to like take a glance if you wanted, and then you could break off. It's not like completely, it's not like a festival. It's, there's not any, it's not like there's no room to move, but there is a decent amount of people around. And uh -huh. the longer that you stay and the rest of the party stays in that general area, there seems to be like, like people are getting up and moving around, but there are people like uh, elderly individuals or families with young kids. They aren't really moving from this area at the moment. So it seems yep. to be like there is going to be people in the square for the foreseeable future. Um, where did she and her sending, where, 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 where were we told that Fenella was going to come? Just that she was going to come? There was no specified location. All that Kirax told you yesterday was she would be coming around noon. I thought the request, though, was to meet in the town square. That was never specified. We are bad at this. Jacques is bad at this. Just kidding. No, we are. He's supposed to be good at this. Who is? <laughs> <laughs> and if it was, I don't remember it, and I listened to the episode. So if it was, that's on me, but I, I listened to it, and I don't remember it ever being specified. I think we said what we wanted to do, but I don't think we told them specifically. No, we never did. I could swear we did when you were talking to Kirax. And then we and then Joe went and told the clan master the same thing. Joe told the clan master that there was going to be a meeting at noon. So they're both sitting there waiting for the other person to show up. That's awkward.
It was inferred that Finella would be coming above ground for the meeting. Yeah, but if I go... Okay, no it's, it's fine, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, we don't... If, if that's what happened, that's what happened. Um, So if I go to the town square and it's packed like that, then I'm going to head to the hole. And... Oh, okay. um, where the temple and, and Yeah, where the temple was. Um, there's plenty of noble houses around that, which means plenty of long tables and nice furniture. Um, and then... Um, Send somebody to the clan master's palace to make sure he knows that that's where to go. Um, that that's probably the most neutral site above ground, anyway. Okay. Um, and surprisingly enough, you find that area on the hilltop not nearly as crowded. You are okay. able to begin setting up in that general area near the spiral ramp down towards Mendwalis. The clan master is informed. The party is informed. So now you have a location for your meeting. Yeah, that's, and that's what I would do the whole time until it's time. Okay. Is there anything else folks want to do before noon comes? How much time have we got, roughly? Um, hour and a half to an hour. Yes, I'll cast the Find Familiar at some point in between there. Just duck off into a house or space somewhere, alleyway, who cares? Whatever works. Okay, make a history check, Alexander. Yes. I said I would, so I did. I, I imagine we've got the whole group that was with us at the time, so anyone that wants to join that is welcome. That was bad. It was with advantage for some reason. But... Six. Okay. You you decide, okay, I think it's about time for me to go cast my spell. Something is nagging at you at the back of your mind, knowing that the negotiation starts at noon but you're not quite sure what it is. Lost it completely. Casting my spell. <laughs> okay. Alright, where, where are you doing this? Um, well, if there was, like, a spare house area nearby that's unoccupied, but I imagine everyone's sort of gone back to their houses, so... Uh... You you could go back to the Bago Axes, where you stayed the night and find a deserted space there, if you wanted. What does everyone else think? Should we try and get closer to where we are planning to be, or...? Yeah, because if your spell takes a while... I don't remember how long it took you the last time because you were hidden away in a room hiding from us. Um, so That's me. the closer you are to the space, the you know, if the spell takes a long time, then, you know, you could get there on time. Um, okay, well, how about we go and try and find the house that we hit up in before? The um... where, where the widow is? The pregnant widow? Yeah, just like... 
exactly up up around up around that area is what I mean. Oh, like, you know, okay. within the alleys of that area or whatever. Yeah, you, you guys, you guys can go ahead in that direction if you want. On the way past again, since Liberté said he wanted to invite the dragon mages, we'll just let them know that change plans. It's going to be up near where the ruins of the temple was, the hole into the ground. They're invited by Liberté, and then follow Alexander. Okay. Um, Tantina uh, politely refuses. That's not her place. Um, Kirax informs you that he will consider it. They wouldn't know if it was there anyway. I shrug. And move on. Okay, so where are you guys headed? To the nearest bar. <laughs> up to the top. <laughs> yeah, so up around here-ish. And we'll see whatever space there is. Okay. You guys move up to the hilltop and... Oddly enough, getting up into this area of the city, there's not as many, or I'm sorry, there's not as much activity around houses as there is down in the rest of the city. Hmm. Yes, people don't really want to go near the hall. Looking around... The inside of the houses, most of them are dark. Just in this area, though? The, the general hilltop area, there is a lot. You see a lot fewer dragonborn than you do down below in the main area of the city. possible they just don't want to be near it maybe fearing that something might happen that's possible or they were killed like the clan master's family yep there is always the chance of that all right so then on a house that's dark knock no one answers go in Jacques can look for wine or beer or whatever. Alexander can find a spot. Yep. Okay. You Let's force your way. Find a bottle of wine. Uh, you force your way into one of the random homes after knocking on it and not getting a response. It is locked, so you have to um, either pick the lock or bust the door in, which is easy enough to do either. It is a nice-looking home. Comparable to the one that you guys had uh, barged into previously before going down to Mandwalas. Nice plush carpets, luxurious furniture, though most of it looks like it hasn't been touched in several weeks at least. Okay, I think we're in the clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacques, go ahead and roll a d100 for me. I love those. 18. You search throughout the kitchen 
and looking around, you find that most of the cabinets and cupboards have been picked clean. There is no food, there is no drink. A lot of big deep sigh. Ugh. All right, I'll just make my way back. And in searching throughout the rest of the house while Alexander sets up for his spell, you do notice that there are two windows um, in one of the bedrooms that have been smashed in. I guess they broke it that way. They could have broken the door. But is there any bodies at all, or any blood? You didn't find any bodies. Nor blood stains. Nope. Oh. You know, I think they might have been the group that fled on the boat. Who knows? Very beginning, you know? That's a positive way to think. Well, let's let's assume that's the case, so we don't go in negative. <sighs> okay, whatever. Well, let's just start. Let's, yep. let's see how this works. Alright. Did you need, need help at all? I mean, aside from just moving tables and stuff out of the way so I have space, I think we're okay. So, like, yeah. you don't need any, like... Um, guidance, you know? <laughs> I mean, hey, look, I'm not going to say no to a little guidance. Uh, um. <laughs> uh, right before he starts, I'll cast some guidance. I don't know how it works, but like, I'm just casting on it. Okay. Guidance only lasts for a minute, so it's yep. not going to have any any effect. Alright, awesome. <laughs> hey, we roleplay hey, role that. <laughs> it's all that matters. Alexander, you have set up the spell... You have created the three sections for the ritual. You place your components, draw with the arcane chalk the glyphs, sprinkle your blood across them, and begin to cast Find Familiar. I, I whispered to Vesper, I don't think he knows what he's doing. I'm like, I'm like watching intently. I'm like Miles Morales watching Spider-Man, like taking notes, just trying to like... Yeah, I'm sitting on the opposite side of Vesper, and as as Jacques leans in and, and says that, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think he knows either." But why does he need his blood, Alexander? As the speech of your companions fades away from your ears, mm-hmm. your eyes close. The world around you is dark and black. Your heart beats and beats again. You are able to open your eyes and you open them in a decently sized bedroom with brightly colored tapestries on the walls and lush carpet. Not so dissimilar to the house you're currently in, but it's not the same. There is a small bed, functional, with a large desk and oil light. Across the way, you see a familiar note stand. The note stand where you put your music growing up. The smell of sea salt returning once again to your nose. You have found your your old bedroom in your old home in Coabala. What do you do? Magic and flashbacks. God, okay. <laughs> I will get up. I will look around. 
see if everything is the same. Okay. Make a perception check. Twelve. Okay. Everything looks to be the same as far as you you can remember back to when you were younger. The sky outside the window you can see as you kind of walk around is reddening. Sunset is approaching. And as you just kind of stand and watch the sunset for a few moments, you hear nondescript shouting. It's too faint to make out what the actual words are saying, but you definitely hear shouting from somewhere. So I'll go figure out where it's coming from, maybe see what I can figure out what's being said. Okay. You, you follow the sound. You go out into the hallway, turn towards your parents' bedroom. Nope, not there. You turn towards your sister's room. Nope. So you head down the stairs and you follow it, getting closer and closer to the noise. You move through the old living room, out into the outside, into your the garden of your old home. You look around, and the sound seems to be coming almost emanating from the side of your house. It's very odd. Make an investigation check. Natural one, let's go. Okay. You are so perplexed by this, you just kind of stand and really aren't sure what to do. You haven't seen anybody. None of your family is around. You actually go back into the house and look around. You check all the various rooms. You don't find anyone. Even outside the gates, down towards the actual city around you, you don't see any actual people. It's strange. But constantly you hear that, that nondescript shouting. So you go back to where you find it, and you start trying to look around and find it, and you actually trip forward and fall into a rose bush. You take one point of piercing damage. Ow. <laughs> and as you push yourself off of the rose bush, you kick it a couple times, dig up some of the roots, and oddly enough, behind the rose bush, you find yourself face to face with a small door, almost like a trap door, hidden in the ground. And now that you think about it, you don't ever remember a rose bush being there when you were young. What are you doing? Is the door locked? It's not, doesn't appear to have a lock on it, but it is closed. I will try and open it. Okay, it does not give any resistance. You pull upwards and it opens. You find a, uh, a small staircase going down underneath your house with small torches lighting the way. I will move forward. Okay. Are you stealthing or are you just moving? I think we'll stealth this. Okay, make a stealth check. Man, my rolls today, it's a nine. Okay. You walk down the stairs. 
It's not super quiet, but the voices don't seemingly stop. And now without the door in the way, you can actually clearly hear what's being yelled. A man's voice says, How dare he betray all the hard work we've done for him? I gave him anything he ever wanted. A woman's voice responds, Dear, he, he just isn't cut out for it. Not cut out for it. He has some of the finest genes the world could give. I am the understudy to the Archmage of Conjuration Magic in all of the Saluba Kingdom. He will learn this if it is the last thing I do. What are you doing? I think I'll head back. I... Yeah, I don't think he needs to know that. I think I think he already sort of understands that. So, okay, you slowly start moving up the stairs, and as you walk backwards, step by step, one of the steps, your foot doesn't go up high enough, and you trip, and you lose your balance, and you expect to hit hard on your ass as you're falling, but you flip over, head over heels, and start tumbling. You see. Almost as if falling into a small five-foot hole, you begin to fall away. You see the stairs and light from the torches vanish as you fall deeper and deeper into blackness. You try to get some sense of the world around you as you still tumble and tumble and try to get some idea of what's going on until there's a small bead of blue and white light that appears below you. It grows and grows larger and larger until poosh, there is an explosion around you an explosion of blue and white light which quickly turns into snow and ice and it swallows your entire body the rest of you around you have been watching alexander for about an hour and a half oh whoa sweat is pouring down his face he is panting and breathing heavily you are getting very nervous as you are probably already about 10 to 15 minutes late for the meeting. Oh, crap. Uh, you, guys you guys stay here with him. And... Yeah, you nope. guys both stay here and then I'll run. Too late. Too late. As you are watching this happening, just all of you, the tension increasing, w wondering when this is going to end. All around Alexander's physical being, there is a real-life explosion of white and blue, snow and ice, and cases his entire body. Alexander, your, eye, your eyes fire open, and again, you see your entire body covered in snow, and icicles instantly form, almost as if they are dripping from your nose and mouth. A mini blizzard has swarmed around you. Your skin burns severely from the quick drop in temperature. You take eight points of cold damage. And over the next few moments, your breathing begins to slow. The snow and ice begins to melt all around you. And as the snow and ice begins to melt into a pool of water on the ground, on the wood in front of you, there's a, <coughs> a crack forms in the plane of reality. And as you watch, a small furry figure slinks out and sits on the ground in front of you. His large eyes look up at you. The face of Charles looking at you once again. 
And instinctively, Alexander, you know that you have now felt only a portion of what Charles felt as his presence was destroyed from this plane. Full of sorrow, you reach out and stroke his head. As you do, a strong, sharp pain runs through the exact center of your chest. You ah, scream out, and your breathing becomes labored again, only for it to slowly recede back to normal. You now have a choice. You can either roll 1d4 and subtract that from your total hit points, or you can turn one of your hit dice into a d4. Take the d4 hit dice. Okay. Make that note, please. Sure. With the ritual concluded, you take stock of yourself and Charles around you, and you find that you can now touch him without any issue. And as you look closer, there seems to be a small circular white spot on his back that was definitely not there before. See, it's just that easy. Are, are you okay? And better question, did we also take damage or just Alexander? Just him. It was very localized to him, though all of you like took a step back as it exploded around him. I pull a blanket out of the bag of holding to put around Alexander. Okay, you, you go up and he, he's back to normal temperature now. Oh, okay. Just sort of like warming him up and it's just like, is that what happened the last time? I mean, more or less. Was it, is it supposed to be just dangerous? It seemed dangerous. Um... I mean, it's never actually hurt, but, you know, I, I think all's good. Um, you sure you didn't make some pact with some demon? No, I don't think so. I mean, look, what what ideally has, has happened the last few times, like, it's just, it's taken me back to places I don't really want to go. Um, places I've been, things I've heard, seen, whatever. Um, and... Look, I honestly I feel like that stuff does more damage to me than than what this did. So honestly, I think I got off easy this time. Well, and if nothing else, Charles Charles knows how to make an entrance. It's Charles true. Charles comes up and is brushing up against your leg, Alexander, as you're still sitting on the floor. You sure that's Charles? I'll be out of having a white spot. Well, I'm pretty sure. I would know my own magic summoned cat. Do you pet him? Hey, buddy. Yeah. Okay. You you put your hand under his chin and begin to scratch it up under his ears and run your hand across his back. As your hand runs over that white spot, there's a flash of white light, and Charles is gone. We just got him back. Found the off button. <laughs> Make a perception check, Alexander. Okay. Man, nine. That's that's still enough. Um, you look around, unsure of where he went, and and as you're looking around, you notice a little bit of glittering. 
on the underside of your left wrist. Okay, I will take a look at the glittering on the underside of my left wrist. You find that there is glittering, sparkling ink has magically placed itself on your skin in the shape of a cat. And there is a striking resemblance to Charles. I will push that button. You touch the tattoo, there's another flash, and Charles is suddenly standing on your shoulder. Neat. <laughs> there, there is some uses to that. So, uh, you can now transform him between cat form and the tattoo form as a bonus action. Okay. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Well, it's going to make patting him hard because I might accidentally touch that, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, you either have to touch the 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 tattoo on your wrist or the white spot on his back. Okay, cool. Well, it's so hard for die. Hmm. Or get hit. And it's about this point that the four of you realize that the meeting, as Taz looks outside at the sun, probably started about 20 minutes ago. Ah! Early. <laughs> I bolt out the door. Four of you take off. Four of you take off running. So we will transition over to Liberté. Yes. <laughs> it's about quarter to noon. You have gotten all of your tables. Everything is set up. It is in its place. You are fairly satisfied. And approaching from behind you from the path leading to the rest of Dragon Harbor, you do see three Dragonborn approaching you. One uh, clad in golden scales you recognize as the Clan Master. The other two you do not recognize. Okay. Uh, at where the Clan Master's seat should be, I have left the statue and the necklace sitting on the table so that okay. it's there waiting for him. Um, and when they get close enough, uh, I would give a, like, excessively deep bow to all of them. Okay. And th as you stop and make the bow, the clan master also lightly inclines his head. Good morning to you. I am ready for whatever this meeting may bring. I'm very glad to hear that, uh, Your Excellency. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, this will be a very positive discussion. Me as well, though we will all have our own interests, I suppose. Of course. Of course. And it's about this point he looks kind of past you. Oh! And he, almost like a ghost, glides over towards the table, almost disbelievingly, and puts his hand under the necklace and gently picks it up and looks at the statue. Are those meaningful? Meaningful would not be able to convey 
the importance of these items. Yeah, and I'm glad that I was able to return them to you. You found them. Well, yes. Um, we were in search of the scroll as uh, evidence of uh, what had actually transpired. And uh, we didn't know what condition you would be in when you recovered. And once we had found them in your destroyed quarters, I thought it best that we should hold on to them for safekeeping. And I forgot about them uh, once you had recovered. Your intentions are well taken. I appreciate you looking out for my well-being when you had no need to do so. I think we now all there is left to do is wait for our other party to arrive. And the clan master with both of his delegates will sit in their appropriate chairs. As they sit, you move some of the chairs around to make sure that the table still stays uh, elegant looking. There's no empty seats. Go ahead and make a perception check, Libre Okay. 14. Oh, that was almost a one. Mm. Um, you are waiting and waiting. The clan master and his um, guests are lowly talking to themselves, not really paying you much attention. Almost directly around noon, you do hear a light clang, 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 clang coming from the direction of the hole. Okay. Uh, I'll position myself so that I'm halfway between the hole and the table. Okay. N not of, uh, 30 seconds later, you see the heads of several emerge from the hole. And coming up and approaching, you see five dwarves in total. Four are dressed in very well-made armor. Uh, go ahead and make a history check for me. You're the only one here to do this, so it's all on you. Mm -hmm. I got a nine. Um, that's enough. You recognize this armor as very close to the armor that you, to the dwarves that you fought in the throne room. Okay. While the fifth, standing in the center, wears long, flowing, elegant robes. Her hair does not appear to be a natural color, dyed to be appear a dark crimson red she has dark gray black eyes and a soft yet untrusting face as she approaches you notice that she does not wear much beyond her robes there is only a single piece of jewelry a gem encrusted ring on the fourth finger of her left hand she bows slightly to you as you approach her. Yeah, I'll do the deep bow again. Um, Your Highness, thank you so much for attending. I'm glad I was asked. 
May I ask, who are you? My name is Liberté, and uh, I'm going to get the discussion started uh, as an impartial party who is a friend of both the dwarves and the dragonborn. Huh. All right. She waves her hand and the guards follow her. Uh, one of the guards pulls out a seat for her and pushes it back in as she sits. The dwarves and the dragonborn immediately start to kind of eye each other up across the main table. It is now noon or a little past Liberté, and the rest of your party is nowhere in sight. Okay. What um, are you doing? Yep. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to ignore that and uh, uh, move up toward the table. Um, did I notice, did, did any of the, the clan master or the other two with him have any weapons at all? They do not appear to have weapons. Okay. Neither do the dwarves, for the record, though they are wearing armor. What, um, when I have seen the, because I had something in mind, um, when I have seen the dragonborn in the past fighting, is there any kind of specific weapons that they would use? For the most part, the only dragonborn you saw actually fighting were the folks in the resistance who came with you, and those folks weren't necessarily soldiers or were even trained in combat for the most part they had found whatever weapons and armor they could scrounge and were swinging wildly and without practice okay that's fine in terms of weapons you do know that dragonborn do have usually rather sharp claws and a dragon uh breath weapon right okay Fine. Um, so I'll, I'll move toward the table. I'm I'm standing uh, at the center. Um, so you know, there's two the heads of the table or whatever, and they're they're at one end and, and the other. And I, I would be standing in the middle. Um, I'm going to use minor illusion, illusion to make uh, some chiming bells. Uh, and then <clears throat> step up to the table. Um, and kind of looking at one side, then the other. Um, say, uh, my name is Liberté, and I am a member of the Wild Cards, friends of both the Dwarves and Dragonborn. I am here to open these ceremonies and to give you something to ponder while you have your discussions. The Dwarves of Mendwalis and the Dragonborn of Dragon Harbor are at a crossroad. You can continue to slaughter each other, to live, in vengeful misery that Hor and, and Belnar so desired, or you can choose the path of forgiveness and forge a union of sister cities that can look after your collective interests under Moradin and Bahamut in joy and without regret. You might ask how this would be possible, given all that has transpired. Forgiveness is not easy, but if any of you truly seek happiness, then forgiveness is necessary. Many years ago, the Dragonborn came here to Dun Badur, and they committed an atrocity. They attacked the dwarves and drove them from their homes. Um, I don't know how well I can edit Major Image once I have it up, but my intention, Josh, at this point is to use Major Image on the middle of the table and 
display some of the scenes from my vision. Okay. Um, when the dust settled, the Pentarchy wanted Dragon Harbor to be firmly under their rule. And so a powerful dragonborn mage cast a wish spell. And the historical record of what had happened, including the memories of all involved, were shattered. The Pentarchy granted Dragon Harbor semi-autonomy, semi and the Dragonborn came to believe they had settled vacant land. A generation of Dragonborn later, when all those who were guilty had died of old age, Belnor obtained gifts from Hor, the god of vengeance, and plotted to bring the dwarves home to enact vengeance on the invaders. But there was no vengeance to be found here. So Belnor built vengeance on a lie. He murdered the family of a close friend named Gothrak and learned him here to seek vengeance, allowing Hor to feed on his anger. And so, Belnor and Hor exerted power over the dwarves and tricked them into attacking and enslaving the innocent dragonborn. Now that Belnor and Bardala have been defeated and Hor's magic has faded, we are left to pick up the pieces. You could choose to hate each other, to fight, and to destroy your own cities. Or you could look at what each of you have accomplished when you weren't fighting. Mendwalis is truly a wonder, a wonder of dwarven ingenuity. And look what the Dragonborn have done with Dragon Harbor in a mere 100 years. Working together, choosing to forgive each other for the wrongs that have been committed, and choosing to embrace things as they are, rather than regretting what has happened, is the best way for your people to feel joy. And I tell you that you must unite or face destruction at the hands of your common enemy. Belnor and Bardala did not do this alone. It doesn't end with Hor either. Someone in the shadows, someone powerful, wants to control all of you. My group, the Wild Cards, intends to travel the roads of Wataka to find out who that is and to stop them. But first you must choose a road. Do you choose the path of war, unhappiness, and regret? Or the path of forgiveness, joy, and mutual prosperity? Make a general charisma check, and for that speech, I will give you one hell of an advantage. Uh, charisma. 19. Okay. You finish your speech, Liberté, and look around to the faces around you. The clan master looks a bit sheepish almost kind of shrinking back into his seat. Fenella has kind of a sour look on her face. And several of the dwarves behind her give almost fake yawns. Yeah, she's going to be a little unhappy that I was talking about Belnor. Is there a reason that you thought it wise to replay all of the visions that we had. That is very interesting to hear. You had the same vision as well. All of us did. I assumed that was fairly obvious. No? So, based on your speech and your inclusion in this so-called group, and at this point, Liberté, you do hear behind you, clang, 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 clang. You do hear the rest of your party sprinting up towards the group. The rest of you in the distance, 
Celebrité, as you make it out into the main square, standing in front of a table, his hands waving in the air, and a large image continually shaping and being manipulated in the distance. You sprint up to all of them. Hi. Apologies for our lateness. Yeah, we went to the center of the city, but there was a big miscommunication. Um. I'm sure there was. I take it this is the group of people who slew my husband? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good to see you're not liars. If I'd meant it, I'd say thank you. So tell me, Clan Master, why are the mercenaries still here? Did we get paid for this at all? I don't think we did. No, not the time. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not mercs. They are here at my request to help oversee these negotiations. Liberté is correct. We must do our best to help move past the wrongs. <laughs> Fenella kind of chuckles a little bit. Oh, Clan Master, I wish we were meeting under more pleasant circumstances. I think you will agree that both of our peoples have struggled because of this. Wrongs have been committed. Rights must be set. If we are to be agreeable in this, I, as the newly found queen of the Dwarves of Mendwalos, do have some demands that must be met. Am I allowed to speak them, mercenary? She looks at you, Liberté. At this point, I would not speak unless requested. First, and most prominently, the Dragonborn, who have built over Durnbadur, must accept responsibility for the result of all of these occurrences. Secondly, a new wall must be built, separating the circle path entrance to Mendwalis from the Dragonborn city above ground. If not, this could easily al allow them to trap us once again. Third, no punishment is to be given to still surviving dwarves for any crimes committed while following Bernor. Lastly, New rulers for both cities must be established. We must move on from the past, as you rightly say. Fortunately, I have never ruled, and thus this does not apply to me. And she sits back down. You were a queen upon the throne. Do you mean that you sat and did not rule over the city for the last several weeks? You think I made decisions? <laughs> My husband led this rebellion. Do not try to pin his crimes on me. 
I'm not. I just wanted to understand or gauge how much you understood that your husband and other dwarves committed crimes as great as those the Dragonborn committed. Yes, that is why they must accept responsibility. And do you? I did not include myself in that, did I? I have listed my demands. What is your response, Clan Master? Clan Master stands and puts his hands behind his back and starts to kind of pace a little bit in front of his chair. <sighs> You ask for responsibility. I have seen countless generations of my people, leaders of my people, fail to act in the past. I will accept this condition. We shall take responsibility for what happened. And a wide smile comes across Bradala's face before the Clan Masters continues. But we would outrightly reject your second demand. The hilltop is part of our city. We must rebuild our temple. You would create a new entrance outside the city walls. And one of the dragonborn beside him steps up. And if you think that your words are going to make us choose another clan master, you'd have another thing coming. This does, this may have begun with us. But that this does not mean that no harm was done. The actions of your individuals killed my family and my people. I would have say that the dwarves help us in repairing our city and returning our stolen belongings. Our magical store was raided and the items have not yet been returned. Countless nobles killed. Children without parents. Anybody want to step in? Nah. I'm going to see where this goes. I don't know if I'm supposed to. I, I mean, feel like they've, you... got, they've got to work this out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what, was your, what was your position for you? You were a queen? You were the... Make a persuasion check, Shock. I forget the freaking name. Oh, forget. I wrote down to... Oh my god, I lost it. Baelnor? Oh, really? I, it sounds different in my mind for some reason. Uh, persuasion said? Yep. Uh, it's not great. Persuasion. Normal. Five. Nice. She kind of looks at you, Jacques. I'm not sure it really matters where I come from. 
This is my place to rule now. But you were you, were you not queen before? I am not originally of the Mendwalis Dwarves, if that, if that is what you ask. I just assume that rulership, you would have some power as queen, would you not? Of course. That is why I'm sitting in this chair and you are not. Your Highness, if I may. Yes. What is the purpose for requesting new leaders? This one is obviously untrustworthy. How so? He clearly was unable to handle the pressure built upon him. He had his moment to potentially right wrongs and passed on it. He put the note into a drawer, as I recall. What could he have done to make it right? He could have tried anything. It's better than nothing. Well, it's certainly better than what was tried. Which I had no hand in planning. But you agree that the situation was quite complex. From my understanding, yes. And what did you do to prevent the wrong? You're blaming the clan master for not having done anything to right the wrong. What did you do to prevent what Belnor and Berdala had done? Yeah. I mean, none of us are rulers, and we did something about it. You're asking me to prevent something of which I had no knowledge or influence. Nor us. You are a queen of your people. You had no influence. I am now. I was just as taken in as the rest of them were. And is that what fuels your anger? I am not angry. I am merely trying to position myself as best as possible for my people in relation to the wrongs that have been committed against them. I'll say what I said to the clan master. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. And we all understand the burden, especially one such as yours, where it's unexpected and falls heaviest. But I would say, rather than approaching the situation with demands, perhaps enter the situation with an open heart and an open mind 
and work collaboratively with the Dragonborn and show your people how different a ruler you are from Balnor, who forced everything that happened to them over the last weeks or months and and go in and be a ruler that everyone will love, not just follow. I am all for working collaboratively as long as our demands are met. I am more than willing to make this the greatest city this side of the Fadrakian continent. But there are some items that need satiation first. With no knowledge of what the dwarves could remember and no proof other than a stray scroll that had even actually happened, how could the clan master convince himself as a leader, let alone his people, with no historical record, first-hand knowledge, or second-hand knowledge, that that's what even happened? You're saying that you would. He had knowledge, didn't he? So if I write a bunch of things down on a scroll and sneak it into your bedroom, you'll do whatever it says when you wake up? That would be good to know. You speak of thin men, specifically straws. Clan Master, I wish to discuss this without these individuals present. Clan Master looks to all of you. That's your right to do. I believe that I can work for my people. Give us, what would you say to a half an hour of discussions? taking a break and coming back. She kind of crosses her arms and sits up a little higher. If you must. Climaster kind of nods his head. Give us uh, half an hour or so, come back, and we shall give you an update on our progress. Okay. Deep bows. I nod my head to the clan master and do the same to Fenella. I'd like to see the wall that was here and see what's become of it. Uh, is there anywhere that I could potentially drop a cat um, without being noticed? Mm, not really. Charles is either in your hands or on your shoulder. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So do we we walk we walk out or? Yeah. Just before we do. Yeah. Just before we do, it you know do the cape swish and walk out. Just so you understand, Your Majesty. There's a difference between mercenaries and heroes. We didn't do this 
for the money. We did this for a friend. We didn't get dragged into this for fame or fortune. We did it to do what was right. And when we discovered the truth, we did what was necessary for the good of both peoples. And I just turn my back on her and walk away. Okay, make a persuasion check first. Nineteen. Oh, nice. So, um, you you say this Taz kind of upturn your nose to her a little bit, almost as if she's below you, and walk away. And as you do so, you see her kind of give you a little bit of a of a glaring look. She kind of eyes you up and down a little bit, trying to size you up, and kind of pumps a little bit. And as you all walk down the uh, hilltop down towards the city prior, uh, city proper. Uh, you stop a few hundred yards away and watch them as they begin to engage in conversation. Yeah, I did that because I wanted her to vent on somebody other than the clan master and hate somebody other than the clan master. I think it worked. Okay. You said you wanted to look for a wall. What specifically are you looking for? Well, the the damage they were saying to the wall that needs repairing, I was just trying to gauge how difficult it would be, how many weeks, months, years it would take to rebuild such a thing. She's not saying that she wants a new uh, the wall repaired. She's saying that she wants a whole new wall built. She essentially wants the hilltop cut off from the rest of Dragon Harbor because that is the main entrance down into Mendwalis. And if that is and if that is contained within the Dragonborn city, it could they could easily be captured again by them. Does that make sense? Okay. So the where the mushy stuff is, that was not a wall, that was just the road, and the road is now ruined. So it's more building one of these uh, it's, it's, city walls. It's it's essentially, section. she wants a wall like that. That's yeah. essentially what okay. she wants. All right. And, and and she wants this wall taken down. Does that, does that make sense? Yes. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. If the clan master's smart, he would cut that down to a much smaller area. But she oh, inexplicably wants to keep that. <laughs> Well, and then the Dragonborn all said that they wanted to keep that area because they want to rebuild the temple to Bahamut. Because if you remember, that's what the mm -hmm. temple was. So. Yep. Is there anything you all would like to do in the intervening time as they discuss? I'm about to get a swig of my wine. Um, as we are away from the discussions, right? Um, I'm just going to say, I'm going to look around, make sure no one else is can, like within earshot. Yeah, there, there's no one else around. It's just you all. Okay. Um, okay. So she was sort of full of shit at some point. At some point? 
Uh. Was she? I don't know what exactly, but something. The way she said it, the way she looked when she mentioned that she had no part in it, something about it wasn't right. She said that she had the same vision everybody else had. That leads me to believe that she was under horse spell. What if she wasn't? That's what I'm saying. I don't think something's then, off. How, how did she see the visions then? If she did. I mean, it's easy to find out everybody had them. And... Yeah, she could have had her subjects tell her what everyone sure. saw. But yeah, I think it's I think it's unreasonable to be asking for land that's not. It's not, but it's also a rule of negotiation to start from a strong position and negotiate down. Is there is there any Dragonborn around at all? There are a few, but there, like I said, up in this area of the city, there are not many. Can I just approach somebody and ask them if they saw the vision while they were frozen? Yeah, uh, you walk up to a green dragonborn. Excuse me, um, y you were frozen, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Apparently, I, I missed a day or so along with everyone else. Did, did you see a vision? Dragonborn kind of winces as you say that. Y yes. Did you see any, um, like women, like goddesses? Did you see Lyra? Was she there? <laughs> Who is Lyra? Did you see, like, a woman at all that didn't belong and was saying all kinds of stuff? I mean, th there were several people in places that they didn't belong, but none that looked like a god okay did you did you have visions of the past it must have been uh, what did you what did you see exactly i saw dragonborn attacking dwarves dwarves attacking okay. dragonborn okay all right Thank you. Right. My thought was, um, if we can think of something to ask Fenella that happened or didn't happen in the vision, that uh, it would be easy for her to get wrong if um, she didn't actually have it. Okay. Um, well, what if that just makes her mad? No, I'm not in the way that she would get mad. Um, a way that would make it obvious to everybody that she didn't have the vision. Um, but would that make it worse by embarrassing her? If she was involved, she shouldn't be in charge. Well, that's true. That's why I was trying to get to that. Uh, like I said, I don't know what part of it was true or untrue, but... Jacques, do you have that truth it. spell prepared? Or you, Vesper? 
You're going to you're going to cast a spell on her. I'm just asking, just curious. I do actually. Okay, I guess we wait until the appropriate time. Wait, are we gonna are we gonna cast that spell or something? Or... Sometimes it isn't <laughs> yeah, about we... casting it; it's about knowing that they know you can cast it. Oh. Vesper has so, so Josh, Vesper has no idea at what point she got a deceptive read. No, I know. It's when she was specifically talking about, oh, I had no part in it. Like uh I was under his influence. That's the part that I was specifically really listening to, and that's when it like went, mm, wait a minute. That, th- that was the part that she made the insight check on. You all wait. For a half an hour to go by, it passes, and they keep talking. We were supposed to wait until they took a break, right? An hour goes by, they're still talking. I start walking back to see if they stop me from approaching. Okay, you you walk up and get about 50 feet away and one of the uh, dwarves gets up and holds up a hand. Not Fenella, one of the guards. You walk back or do you come closer? Um, I... I say, I say to the, the group at the table, my apologies... For interrupting, but it, it it seems that we forgot to make the rest of our introductions. Uh, my name is Tazfelin Elisir. Yes, and that is very relevant at this moment. Please go away so we can continue discussions. Your Your Majesty, others of my company are clerics make of a, Bahamut make a perception and, check, and paladins make. of Pelor. Yep, I am. Go ahead, keep talking. Truth, truth seers. Ooh, seven. The clan master is looking at you, Taz, and giving you a very direct look. It is not hard to miss. Okay. Oh. Well, what was that, Taz? Well, I was trying to let Fenella know subtly oh. without embarrassing her that. Perhaps people in this group were able to tell a lie or see her lie to maybe unnerve her a little bit. Yeah, I think that just results in us getting kicked out if we don't do that, right? <sighs> I'll yeah, just but... leave it to the. Yep, that's what I did. I walked away. I think we're also. 
concentrating on the dwarves maybe too much? Um, I mean, nobody's right here. No, nobody is. I think we are. No, but it's... Well, yes, I agree with Alexander there. Um, but the fact that she's insisting on Rizalette not having a part, but she would, and she knows... That's, but that's that's up to the that's up to the that's up to the dragon board to decide whether they're okay with that or not. I mean, they they work he, it out. If they corrupt, we kill it's them. Not, oh. It's not it's not like he was elected. I mean, he the, the spellcaster chose his family line to be in charge. Is part yeah, of the spell. That's fine. I don't know if you want to message him to just tell him what Vesper thinks or not. It's up to you. I did what I could. I can say the same thing if just let him know. I think, I think without that, we made the point at the table that either the clan master gets it, or he really shouldn't be the leader. I think we were considering that he shouldn't be the leader anyway, so I don't know why we're so caught up on this. Like, we had this discussion already. Yeah. I mean, just... It, I think the only issue that we're standing on is that they're they're so coldly trying to keep the leadership for themselves when there's a chance that they were involved, which sucks. But hey, if there's an issue and they can't work it out, then we just go in and kill everybody. No, 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 um, we don't do I that. I mean, or, or we could resolve it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, to be fair, this this part of the city is where Dornbador was. So I mean, if they agreed to give it back, they're giving back what they took. I, I think we did our, our job. I, I think we've done our part. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, if the clan master doesn't get it, and if she doesn't care, I mean, there's only so much we can do since we're not at the table. Yep. You all watch for another hour as talks continue. And eventually... Both the Clan Master and Berdala stand. There's no shaking of hands, no bowing of heads. But as one, they stand. Berdala and the rest of her crew get together, speak for a few moments, Do and leave and head. What did I say? Berdala. Finella. Okay. It is not Berdala. Berdala is very <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> we, we would have had more of an issue with that. <laughs> Wait a second, or is it? Finella and her crew. <laughs> the clan master is Horvath. <laughs> uh, Finella and her crew talk for a few moments and then head down back towards Mendualis, heading down the hole. After the clan master and his subordinates talk for a few moments, and as you all approach, he comes up. We have ceased talks for the remainder of the day, but they were productive, I hope. No definitive answers have been finalized, but I believe that there is want for goodness and peace on both sides. Master, did you get an impression that she really was involved in the plot? She could have been, or she was not. To be completely honest, at this point, it is in the past. As you rightly said, Liberté, we must move forward together. 
I do agree with her on one point, that we could make this, these twin cities one of the most powerful civilizations on the continent. And if that is something that my people and I can work towards, I believe that is a very positive thing to strive toward. I believe that we can handle this ourselves, but if there is need, we shall call upon you. Is there anything I can do for you at this moment? Uh, Josh, how far are we from the festival day? Uh, Two-ish weeks. Okay. Um, and the, the plan from a game standpoint was that we were going to stay for the, the whole thing, right? Yes. Um, <clears throat> Climester, if it wouldn't be too much trouble at the beginning of the festival, um, there is a ceremony that I would like to perform. Uh, potentially, uh, what is this ceremony? I, I can talk it over with uh, Finella. I'm not sure if the dwarves even celebrate the coming of autumn. I, I had not even thought that far ahead. My goodness, it is almost autumn, isn't it? We must start to stock up for the winter. The ceremony is called Swords Cast Down. Um, it is a tradition at the beginning of a festival for followers of Lyra to do such a thing and um, it seems like a rather good time to perform such a ritual. It's good symbolism. I, I agree. Uh, I, I shall bring this up to her at our next negotiation in a few days. Um, I do not think that that would be too disagreeable. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome, and I'm not sure how often you will hear it over the next few weeks, but uh, these deeds shall not be forgotten. We are indebted to you, all of you, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much. We were happy to help. Don't mention it. He gives a nod of the head, and the three of them begin moving off away from the hilltop back towards the city. As he is, as he's like kind of walking away and he's almost out of earshot, earshot, I want to shout, Happy Gothrak Day! <laughs> he stops. Kind of nods, and then keeps walking. What's that? that we're going for now he should he should get the holiday what the hell he should get something yeah so a day i mean i was thinking you know we had that statue in the middle of the town i was thinking we could rework that um you know we don't really want a statue to whore i mean it, i think this the place is kind of kind of empty without some kind of statue i think i think we could work on that but baby steps it's, it's gonna take some negotiations i mean it's it's gonna be like bahamut is that where the temple is going to be? Statue of Bahamut at the temple? I don't know. what. Was there a statue in the town square before? I don't know if there was one there before, but there was one that was put there. I'll, I'll, I'll say at this point, as we get into the evening, you all, the tension of the day is starting to wind down a little bit. We can go ahead and take a break here as it is 9 o'clock. Take five, ten minutes or so. 
Um, come, come back, and we will jump into some downtime. Hey there, it's Josh, your friendly neighborhood GM. The fan-favorite part of our shows may be the sweet silence during breaks, but we do hope that you find the rest of the episode, at the very least, tolerable. If you're one of the poor, unfortunate souls who happen to enjoy our content, then why not consider backing us on our brand new Patreon! This shiny new platform helps us create more and better content for you, our fans. Each level comes with a variety of rewards that will ingratiate you like a warlock warbling before a patron's power. Head on over to patreon.com slash actnaturalshow for more details. Link in the description included! Now back to the show! Jumping back into the game, you all have successfully managed the first negotiation between the dwarves and Dragonborn. The negotiations seem to be ongoing. And you have a couple of weeks. Let me double check here. Get you a specific number here. Uh, You specifically have 11 days, so just under two weeks until the end of the... um, until the end of the festival, excuse me, damn, which marks the coming of autumn and the end of summer. So, uh, how would folks like to proceed with downtime? Do we want to go one at a time? Do we want to try and go like first week, second week? What What is the preference here? Because everybody's got stuff. Um, because it's going to take time, I want to make as many healing potions as I can find ingredients for. Okay, we'll start with you, Liberté. Um, healing potions, I will say that because of your status and the general status of the city, um, you get a slightly reduced price as far as components are, are concerned. If you wanted to make regular healing potions, you can make one a day for 10 gold each, or you could make a greater healing potion, which takes one whole week to complete for 75 gold. Um, you said one a day for a week? Or, or what, what, one a day for... Okay. Uh, yeah. I see. Okay, I must have... I don't know, my brain. Um, I don't want to try greater because I'm not proficient yet. Okay. Um, I wanted to do as many as I can to, to work toward proficiency like before. Uh, um, te- technically, if you wanted to do that and basically do nothing else, you could make 10. Right. How many did I have a separate document for this? I needed to do not, you said nine attempts? Does that sound right? Um, depending on how well you roll with these, mm-hmm. I'm, you may or may not get proficiency at the end of this. If not, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say you'll probably get it when you hit level 8. Well, I thought before you had said 9, nine attempts to get proficiency. I mean, it is whatever you mm-hmm. want it to be, but 
I've I've tried five times so far. I've got one fail. Yeah, you know what? You, you you're doing so many in quick succession. I'm gonna because I I put it in my notes that way. I'll I'll overrule myself on that. Okay. So um, I'll say that you can make however many you want up to ten, and then uh -huh. at the end of this, you'll you'll be you'll be proficient. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, let me just look again at what else I wanted to do so I can figure out how much time I want to use here. Um, ba -ba -ba. I'll start the music while you're thinking. Um, I think I think I really only need two other days, so I'll do eight. Okay. I'm enough money for that. So eighty gold. Correct. Eighty gold pieces. So minus 80 is 175. Okay. And then would I be able to try to get um, Alexander and Jacques to do the uh, what we did last time, guidance and inspiration? If they wish to give it to you, yes. Yeah, you have to, you have to fight as a roleplay. <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't need to RP it, especially because we're trying to go a little quick here. I know, I know, I know. No, you can have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so go ahead and roll eight survival checks plus a d eight plus a d four. Okay, on each. Um, is there a quicker way to roll this? Um, the quickest way would probably be like yeah, slash roll one d twenty plus one d eight plus one d four. D four, and then my survival is one, so plus yeah, one. So then one to whatever that result is, and then just copy it and keep pasting it. Ooh. So my totals were uh, 15, 24, 22, 25, 25, 14, 17, and 11. Ugh, 11? Ugh. Yeah, Jesus. Okay. Even the 14, like how? In, in total, I will say that you successfully make five regular healing potions. Okay. There are two that you are uncertain about. They might work, much like the other one that you had, where it could potentially poison you. So you have two more of those. So <laughs> mark, mark those separately. Two more of those. That's like, ugh. So I think you have three total of those now. Yeah, I and, and one is just an outright failure. You, you get a little bit cocky on the last one, and you don't pay attention to the actual brewing, and you let it burn and you just have to scrap it entirely. But at the end of that, you have now spent enough time and effort and gold to finally become proficient with your herbalism kit to make health potions. Right. So you can Congrats. now add your proficiency bonus going forward. What is the what is the attribute that I... Wisdom. So, yeah, so it, it's wisdom plus proficiency. Okay. All right. What else would you like to do, Libertad? 
Oh, gonna stay with me. Okay. Um. And yeah, we'll we'll try to get one person done at a time, unless there's something that. Yep. Involves- other people i want to um spend a day which i know isn't a lot of time try to find some place i can look to to research um what Adaru and okay. high hall might have to do with lyra make an investigation check seven okay luckily this is not a very difficult dc um, it is very much common knowledge, especially for some of the folks you ask around, you are able to scrounge a few books and look through them. Um, you learn that High Hall is the main temple to Lyra within the Watakan state as a whole, okay. and it is located within the city of Adaru. Simple answer. Um, and the other thing I want to do was shopping, but should I wait for that? Um, I already looked up all your stuff, <laughs> so okay. it'll take like less than a minute so okay uh, is, is there any deviation from the list you sent me um no except that except the outfit that i want really depends on where we're going next oh i must have missed the thing about the outfit um but it's okay um, it was a separate post okay um the saw is two silver okay the veal is 30 gold and you said looking glass. Did you mean a spyglass, like a like a ship spyglass? Yeah. Okay, those are a thousand gold. Okay, so not getting that. Okay. It's still in the next one. It's because of the intricacy in making it. Okay, so yeah, not getting the spyglass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think you'd want to, but. I wanted to double check and make sure that's what is what you wanted. Okay. Um, I know there was some RP stuff you wanted to do. Uh, would you like to go ahead and do that? And then that'll let me transition into our next person fairly easily. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to try to track down Vesper. And try to learn about Vesper's history since I don't think I really know anything. And we're both tieflings. Oh. I guess I'll just do that then. Um, <laughs> uh, hi, Vesper. Cold open. <laughs> You're just like, hi, tell me about your life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hi. <laughs> um, you, you, you come upon Vesper, who is um, kind of fixing um, some sheets together to make a makeshift tent for some of the individuals still situated within the town square. So what what was all that stuff Gothrak was talking about where something about his wife? Right, that. Um I I think you guys overheard, but there was that moment when we were in the tunnels and he started yelling and wanting me to kill him, right? You you heard that? Yeah. Right, that was deeply traumatic for me. Um, <laughs> I I don't really I don't really know what he was talking about, but it seemed like to him I was 
somehow his wife in that I, I don't really know is that something that's happened before mm, well <laughs> it was this one time <laughs> well I I didn't remember that happening at all that's the thing I was there and then I wasn't right you think that it's a Paylor thing uh, maybe maybe um, if so I would have liked a heads up like hey this is gonna happen to you from now on that's so cool just so you know but uh... <laughs> how did you it, it, how 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 did you how did you end up in this life? How, how did you end up a, a, a traveling worshiper of of Pelor? Oh, okay. Um. Well, I was raised in a Pelorian temple. Um. I. Growing up, I wasn't super into it. I was, like, I was there by, I had no choice, like, I was raised there. Um, some things happened, and then uh, there was this traveling paladin uh, ward. I've mentioned her a few times before. Um, she took me in, and... I became sort of her like squire person under study thing and we just kind of went around and helped people and <sighs> yep that, that, that's pretty much it what what happened to ward oh she's uh she's fine i assume it's just She's a very different person from me, and after a while, I grew up idolizing her, but after a while I started to see the, the things I don't necessarily agree with. So I kind of just left in the middle of a, the night. Without telling her, but no, I'm I'm sure she's fine. Do you miss her? A little bit, yeah. She's <laughs> she wasn't quite a mother, but she was a friend, I guess. You think she misses you? Misses bossing me around? Yes. I don't know, probably. Well, take it from me, there's an awful lot of people out there who would want to boss you around. Yeah. I think, and of course I think this, but I think it's important that people get to make their own choices, even if those are bad choices. 
So, I I hope that uh, whether it's a good choice or bad, I hope you keep sticking around with us. If I'm honest, I, I've been doubting my place here for a while. <laughs> well, you are necessary. You keep us honest. It's funny because I'm not honest at all. Oh? I'm, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> what are you dishonest about? Well, I've lied multiple times for you guys while being with you. About what? Uh, about, remember when we were uh, talking to the mayor in the other city? I forgot the name of. And... I covered for you so you could get some information. Ah, I didn't realize that bothered you. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't mind lying, actually. I'm very used to it. This sounds like something that uh, perhaps we should talk more about sometime. Yeah, I like that. Thank you for sharing your story with me, Vesper. Thank you for asking. And scene. And scene. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> that, that was beautiful, guys. Yay. Uh, so that's a pretty decent transition into person number two. Vesper, what do you want to do in your couple of weeks? I had a whole list. Um... <laughs> I know you did. What do you want to do first? Shoot. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to Jacques first. The Jacques thing. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and Jacques I'm going thing. going to say, hey, Jacques, do you have a minute? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, let me amend that. Do you have a minute and a spell? Uh, does that mean the same thing? No. Uh, uh yeah, sure. What, what can I help? I I was wondering if you could. Uh, do you remember Mistress Harriet? Actually, I don't know if you remember that because you seem to have a problem with that. The lady we talked to about the egg. The egg. Yeah, I remember her. Okay, good. Alright. Um, I was wondering if you could tea. get a message. Yes, the yawn uh, tea egg. Sure. Could I do it? Uh, what did you want me to ask exactly? Oh, uh, just a general hello, Mistress Harriet. That's her name remember it full title um this is Jacques friend of Vesper 
we're wondering, we're, oh, no, maybe. We're, we wanted to check in on the egg and see how everything's going, and that's it. Oh, no. I, I don't, how many words is it again? Like, I... 25. 25. Just wondering how the egg is oh. doing. Yeah, like, you know, if it's still an egg or not. Oh, okay. So that, that's, that's it. That's all. 16. Anything else? No, just how the egg is doing. Just making sure that we didn't unleash something onto the poor town. Yes. Alright then. I will uh, begin the casting the spell of the Sydney. And I will say, <clears throat> Mrs. Mistress Harriet. This is Jacques, uh, friend of Vesper. She was wondering how the egg is doing. Okay, you send off the spell. You feel the connection, and you get a response back rather quickly. It says, "Oh, hello. Um, your egg is doing just fine. Um, we keep it warm and check daily, but so far there's been no changes." I hope you all are doing well. Uh, they take good care of egg. Okay. It's still an egg. It's still an egg. Okay. Anything else? Hello? Um. Oh, oh, we could check in with, um. The man who was tortured, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know him. Uh, yes, I could do that. What did you want to say? Um, say, hey, it's, uh, uh... Did we introduce ourselves, like, as the group, or did we... We did. He spent a whole day and multiple nights and yeah. Yeah, no, he'll know, he'll know. Say hi, it's the wild cards. How are you doing? Did you like the gift basket? I don't know. I that's <laughs> Alright. Do you wanna think about this one a little bit more? Do I? <laughs> she is a known idiot. It's, um, it's, it, 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 it's up to Jacques. Do you, do you want to send the spell, Jacques, or, or what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to type it up so I know what to say. <clears throat> I'm typing it in, so. I guess I'll, I'll cast it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll say, um, Gerard, this is Jacques, the wild cards. Uh, uh, Vesper wants to know if you enjoy the gift basket. That's not what I wanted. 
how are you? <laughs> okay. Uh, let us say that part. <laughs> uh, the, the response comes back. Good evening. Um, you can tell her that uh, I enjoyed it very much. I um, I recently found a, a, a job as a dish cleaner, so hopefully I'll be able to start making my own coin instead of people giving it to me, but what she did is very appreciated. Oh, oh well, he's doing great. I Me, mean, he's moving up in the world. Oh, he is? Oh, yeah. Like, physically, or...? Well, it's no longer, well, it doesn't sound like he was drinking. I Me, mean, he, he found a job. He's working. Okay. That's good. That's good. Oh. Okay. I was a little worried, but I'm glad he's doing okay. You have more people you want message? Um. She, like, thinks for a full moment and is like, nope, that's, that's it. <gasps> no, no, maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe later. I I will have to think. All right then. Okay. Well, first we uh, come back to uh, talk to me. Not busy or doing that at all. Yeah. Good man, and I'll pat him on the back, just like thank you. <laughs> <coughs> yes. Let me know if you need any training or any sparring. Oh, I was actually gonna um, do go over that with Taz. Maybe he can join us. Yeah, I, was, I can do that. Um, like later today, or are we go right now. We can transition this into the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. So. You're done then? Yeah, we're done. We're done. I guess we're done. That one. I mean, it's, it's, Vesper's, yeah. it's Vesper's seed, so. Yeah. What, 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 what else you got, Vesper? Um, then this would not. Well, maybe it would. I don't know. You're the DM. Um, I wanted to find an armorsmith. Okay. I know it's kind of weird because everyone's like just recovering, but maybe. Okay. Are you asking someone above ground or below ground? Uh, hmm. uh. Essentially, my question is, are you asking a dragonborn or a dwarf? I mean, I think I would stick above ground because I am because of reasons. I'm sorry. You don't so, need to apologize. Like, I'm just asking the question. That's um, an apology to everyone else. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make a general charisma check. Yay. Your, your choice of Dragonborn affected the DC of this role. So. Okay. Sweet. Um, charisma. Nat 20. Dang, girl! Uh, what wasn't a save, but twenty-five works just as well with the natural twenty. Yeah, that was um, the wrong button, but still. 
as as soon as you put out feelers that you were looking for a blacksmith, you get several dragonborn who come looking for you and are clamoring, clamoring for your business. Um, you, you are able to select one who um, says that it will take uh, 10 gold pieces in only three days or so. And you can completely customize the, um, the new armor, make it look however you want, cosmetic, how, wh whatever is in your head, that's what it is. Okay. What, what exactly did it look like before? Just as like a refresher. It was just plain armor. There wasn't any like Nothing. significance to it. Got it. So then I would just make it mainly inspired by my old armor, but like still with some updates and stuff. Okay. You actually leave your old armor as a reference and they are able to do the, do a really good job. You get it back a few days later and you are more than happy with what the end product is. Okay. Great. Great. So is that all good? All good. I'll strut around my new armor. Um, <laughs> with one arm out while strutting? Absolutely flexing. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, it's a breastplate, so both arms are out? Not not if she has like a cloak over one shoulder. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that's sexy. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's that takes care of that. Takes care of that. <laughs> I feel bad about taking up all this time. <laughs> What's the cost? What's the cost of that, Josh? Because it's just cosmetic on existing armor, it was only 10 gold. And being who you guys are, they're not gonna charge you guys very much. I tip him five gold. Okay. Always tip your artist. I agree with this sentiment. And anything else you want to do? Uh, then I would do... The Find Steed spell. Okay. Finally... Finally, yeah, ready to cast your spell. You sit down cross-legged in one of the side alleys, so you're kind of out of the way and people aren't bothering you too much. You're a little apprehensive based on what you saw with Alexander. Yeah, but also I'm not a weak little cupcake. Like, I can take a hit. I see how it is. All right, cool. <laughs> you begin casting the spell, chanting under your breath for the duration of the spell, 10 minutes long. And as you conclude this spell, your eyes, which have been sealed shut ever since you started, open. And very similar to when the wand broke, there is a loud crack 
as the space in front of you, similar to Charles, splits. <laughs> Probably about 10 feet wide, there's just a dimensional tear in reality. In, in the distance, you hear... And stepping out from this dimensional rift, you see hooves coated in grayish-white hair. A dark muzzle and dark eyes soon follow. Eventually, the entire body of a large warhorse, complete with light armor, stands before you. Portions of the mane flowing down the back over the armor are braided. And interestingly, it looks like they are braided with several types of flowers interlocked with all of the braids. As you reach out and, and stroke your hair, uh, hand down the flank, the eyes turn and seemingly stare and lock into yours. Hello. What? I fall backwards. So offensive. Charles, did he really? Why are you looking at me so weird? The horse turns its head and looks at you. I wasn't expecting words. Um. (laughs) You don't know how to talk. No, I do, but hor- horses don't usually. I guess I'm better than most horses. You you definitely are. What? This is so much better than Charles. Oh my gosh. Uh, you, I'm sorry. Do you have a name? It pauses. And kind of looks down for a moment. I, I, I think my name is Wild Step. That's a great name. Oh my gosh. Do you know what's going on here? Like, just so we're on the same level, same page. And there's the token for you. I, I really don't. Um. I just kind of walked out here. I, I seem to be in some sort of city that doesn't look too good no more. But, um, you know, I'm up for doing whatever you need me to do. Okay. Okay. Currently, that's nothing. I was just curious if this worked. Um, it does. Wow. Do you do you want, like... I, I would say, like, in anticipation for this i would have brought like an apple (laughs) oh you got food i love food please and he opens his mouth and you put that apple in and he starts eating this is the best day of my life oh my gosh (laughs) and it should now be in your journal vesper you should have access to his character sheet my boy Amazing. I love him so much. I will not let him die. Yeah, you always think that the first time. (laughs) 
I'm going to show him off to the group. Be like, hey guys, look! You see Vesper walk up with a brand new horse that none of you have ever seen before. Uh, where'd you steal that from? What? Where'd you come from? I'm really not sure where I come from, but I can definitely tell you that she did not steal me. Oh my god, it talks. It's way better than Charles. This is so much better than Charles. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you can ride the horse. You can't. I mean, you can't do anything with the cat. Cats are cool. Wait, does he complain when you ride him, or is he okay with that? Uh, would you have a problem with that, or? I, I I don't got no problems with you riding me. He's cool. He's cool. Wow. I mean, if, if you want to go for a jog, I'm all for that. Come on, get on. I'm quite jealous. Why does he sound like he's from Bora Bora? I don't know what that is. It's down south. So wait, he talks out... Does he talk out loud, or is this yeah. telepathic? Nope, it, it is out loud. All of you hear this. So Does, he, does or, his mouth move? Yeah. He's like Mr. Head. Yeah. So, the the the... Assuming Vesper picked common as the language it understood, the horse Absolutely. speaks yeah. common. All of you understand the horse. The horse understands you. Vesper, you also can telepathically communicate with him. Would have been so much funnier if you picked infernal for the horse, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what what is um what what is your name, horse? My name is Wild Step. Isn't that so fitting? Was that one word or two? Uh, it's two. Okay. Well, it's nice to meet you, Mr. Step. Nice to meet you. Uh, Liberté. Oh. that That's a cool name. I've never heard that name before. I can't wait to hear you say it. <laughs> Liberté. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've always wanted a steed, but they just I mean, the cost is to feed them, maintain them. It's it's a lot. What a responsibility! It is. Where is where is there a stable around here, Vesper? Does he eat? Does um, yeah? Does he even eat? I mean, I I, I fed him an apple, so. Yes. So does he? Whilst that, do you do you need to eat at all? The DM is double checking the spell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say it does not need to, as it's a spirit. So it is much like a familiar in that in that regard. Yeah, he just uh, likes to. I, I don't technically need to eat, but if you're going to feed me some yummy food, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. Professor, <laughs> where did you find him? I, I, I mentioned it. I have a, I had a feeling that I could just do it, and so I did. I did a spell. Oh, okay. So you, I thought you meant you could just find it. And yeah, it. I yeah. stole a talking horse. No, I 
Alright. Summoned it? Made it? So, you, uh, what's up? Your, are you, uh, are you a demon or something? Or a fiend? Are you talking to Vesper or the horse? Wild Step? <laughs> Wild Step? Well, I, I ain't no demon. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, seems good. Oh, we, but what what type of what are you though? That's a good question, right? What? Yeah, but what? Thanks. I don't, I don't know if I even know enough about the spell to know that there's a difference. I don't know any horse that can talk. Yeah, you, it's a paladin specific spell, so I would know nothing of it. Yeah, you 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 guys are like fairly familiar enough in the world to know that some individuals of a divine and devout nature are sometimes able to summon animals to be their steed similar to a familiar but this is more uh more so you know for combat and travel and things how come charles is talking <laughs> charles hisses at you <laughs> he doesn't need to talk. He could if he wanted. How am I supposed to communicate with it then? You're not supposed to. I am. He's mine. You wouldn't get it. Well, I don't. It's true. Yeah, I don't care about <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I don't care anyways. <laughs> just, was just curious. Jock is so jealous. Were you though? <laughs> okay. And anything else, Vesper? Um, no, I would just make sure to see if I could find a place for him to stay. Yes, there, there are a number of places you could keep him. It is not a problem. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, Alexander, is there anything else you wanted to do? Um, yeah, actually... Um, I wanted to go and speak to the clan master. Okay. If there's a spare moment where they're not negotiating. Over the next couple of weeks, you, all of you learn that they negotiate for a day or so, then take a few days off, negotiate, take a few days off. And over, over the, the negotiation sessions, things slowly begin to come to a, um, solid point where both, factions seem to be agreeing on most issues so things seem to be progressing in an, in, a, in an increasingly positive manner you go to the clan master's palace which now has several dragonborn guards out front you ask to speak with the clan master and you are led in and taken to the um, discussion room which was on the inside of the castle it is still a bit of a mess inside. They are still cleaning up things and trying to refurbish and put stuff together, but it is, it is a work in progress. Yep. Uh, the clan master comes in. Yes, uh, Alexander, what, uh, what may I do for you? Well, as you may know, there's the festival and all the celebrations coming up. Now, I don't know if you may have noticed, but I am a bit of a performer myself, so I... I've been looking for a way to sort of put what we've learned from this experience to good use, and I, I wanted to sort of put together a show, a performance, to sort of explain what happened, and uh, I just 
like, you know, what we had to do, what happened, you know, just all the events through the eyes of the people that helped, so mostly our group. Uh, but I keep hitting this this wall, and I, I, like, does that seem offensive to you? If I was to sort of show the events of the past and sort of recreate it into a story that explains it? Because I know I... the dwarves probably aren't super happy about it, but deal with them later. I do not think that would be offensive to us. To be honest, one of the things that we spent a considerable amount of time speaking over during our last negotiation was what exactly we are going to tell the Pentarchy now that things have been um, broken. So it is a tricky situation. So one way or another, this story will be getting out and the word will be spreading. So, if you want to be the bard who tells the tale and everyone sings your story for all time? Well, yeah, I, I think officially I just want to understand what the story is that you guys are going to be letting out. Because there might be some things you don't want to discuss. But, like, we, we lost someone and I feel like it's a good way that we can honor him as well as honoring what happened here and to sort of say it set up a way that it never happens again so i don't know it just seemed important we will be telling them the truth and hopefully they are understanding of what has happened and we are able to coexist i was not so optimistic a week or so ago but finella has conceded on several points and we have conceded on some of ours. That is what negotiations are. I am optimistic. Okay, so that should be enough to work with then. Um, yeah, that that's fine. Um, also, it's a small issue. I don't really think it's a big deal, but I'll bring it up anyway. Like... We kind of saved your whole town. Is there only going to be any sort of compensation for that coming in at any point, or...? <laughs> he kind of chuckles under his breath. <laughs> uh, only to have the spry of youth once again. Do not worry, my friend. There have already been discussions between myself, Finella, and uh, a certain... Silver Dragonborn, who seems to know you fairly well. Well, then I think that I've covered everything that I wanted to cover, then. That is wonderful to hear. I look forward to hearing your performance. Uh, I was thinking, like, can I have an area in the town to work with to, to set up this performance, or is there anywhere that, that you would prefer me to do it, or just kind of do whatever I want? I mean, your friend said that he wanted to have some sort of ceremony at the start. Maybe coordinate with him, take a section of the square. I'm not sure if any of the dwarves will be attending. From what I gather from Fenella, they seem to have their own thing. Cultural traditions. But that is up to them. Okay. Well, I will go and sort it out with my friends then. I will shake his hand and I will leave. Okay. 
and then I would like to rally everyone to the table, if possible. Okay. Call them into a bar or somewhere. One night at dinner, Alexander gathers you all together. So, I bet you're wondering why I brought you all here. Uh, even though we're having dinner and we're all here anyway. Irrelevant. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I've been looking to do a performance to, to I'll explain what I was doing. Um, now, I'm just wondering, do you guys want to be a part of that? And if not, who would you like to play you? Do I have to hold, hold additions? Do I have to do it myself? Uh, I gotta what? wait to sort this out. Wait, what? <laughs> You're putting on a play? Yeah. I'm in. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's from our perspective. We came in, we saved the town, we want them to know that. So are we I charging? We could. Probably not. I think it's more of a festive thing. Okay, okay. I was just sure, like... Uh, do I get any royalty for you using my image? No. Alright, just wondering. I'll give you a one gold piece to, to buy your image to use if, if you prefer. Nah, uh, that's too little. And like, that's. The conditions on that is too vague. I mean, you can use I it. I didn't realize that was negotiating. <laughs> Why don't you do what you've done successfully in the past, which is a song, but now both you and, and Liberté can do major image so you don't even really need us other than to well cast fireworks or uh vesper can thaumaturgy her voice to narrate yeah well i mean that really comes down to what everyone wants to do i mean I do want to say I'll I'll play as me, but I want my understudy to be a really buff man. Okay, yeah, just in case just, I can't make it. Just have them wearing a wig. All right. Yeah, yeah. Just paint them purple. That sounds terrifying. It's like Avatar: The Lost Airbender. Oh. <laughs> so wouldn't wouldn't a song live longer? In their mind, I, I think I, I think it was the idea was more of a series of songs to explain what happened, um, oh. as opposed to telling a story from start to finish. You just want them to understand. So you do the songs, yeah. and then you have people act out to the songs. Yeah, because like it's gonna be a really long song if you want to cover everything that happened. Yeah, you know. No, you want like, some pizzazz. Yeah, exactly. You you want them to feel something. You want them to be invested. It's going to be like a a long song of the people, right? Like some kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, exactly. Something like that. I don't know what that is. Oh. Mendwalian Rhapsody. We'll work on the name. Okay. <laughs> We're workshopping it. Exactly. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, with all of our magical abilities and stuff like that, I feel like we could really put on a show and give them something to remember. Plus, we could use it to honor what, you know, what we lost and what everyone else lost, so it, I don't know, it just feel like 
it's it's a good all round thing for everyone, and then it's more of a more of a celebration of starting new. So, yeah, I guess if it's done tastefully. When have I ever done anything that wasn't tasteful? Wait, don't answer I, the, the list is back in my room. Let me go get it. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't want to jeopardize the clan master's negotiations, and I don't want, you know, the people to get more resentful of the dwarves, but if it's done yeah, in see, a done in a tasteful way that's the problem i got caught up on so i think like leave out the dwarves for the most part make it more about um more bail more more focused on him so i i don't think anyone on their side sees him as a good guy or a savior or anything so if you focus on him as sort of the the antagonist of the whole thing then i think i think that's fine uh because he kind of did everything wrong. We just came in and cleaned up the mess. Yeah, but if if Vesper's intuition was right about Fenella, and she's seething because of what was done to her husband that she was a willing accomplice to, and we keep having on our tail. At the, at the discussion, she made it clear that or at least claimed that, that she had no part in quote Belnor's crimes. So she is she has already admitted that he was in the wrong. Yeah, um, so we have that I, to go off. I, if, I would if... sorry, go ahead. Oh I would just ask that as part of all this that you make the theme be um forgiveness but without regret. Hmm. Like look at this great thing we have now because we don't regret how we got here. Well, if you focus on Gothrak's story and sort of where it ended, um, mm -hmm. that that's exactly what happened, though. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Like, he offered forgiveness. Yeah, he, he stepped up and he, you know, took the high road on it, and that's what brought it all down. So, so then why like don't you focus... But why don't then you focus on that instead of us and the dwarves and do the telling of Gothrak? Well, that works too, but I feel like we're just as involved in that as he is. He just happened to be the one that started it. We were part of the end. But yeah, we're not, you know. I see your point. <laughs> I'd be happy to help you with fireworks. I don't have a whole lot of other things I can offer at this time. Unless, well, I, I guess I can look. Uh, well, I don't know if you... I mean, I could cause, like, like a little, sh like, small shower. I mean, whatever you got. You know, make a, make a, make a sad scene. Uh, the death of Gothrak. Spraining, pouring. Yeah, exactly. Like, we've got access to major image. We've got, um... Got special effects. Special effects. We've got a whole bunch of other things. I could, I could, like, misty step onto stage or whatever we're doing this. Mm. I don't know why. Just, just for fun. You could be the narrator. 
whole misty step onto the stage and get their attention. But I I can switch out one of my spells to major image as well, plus my Hmm. prestidigitation for, you know, firework kind of effects. Well, sparks. I'm pretty sure we find someone who play me. I don't want to play myself. <laughs> I think we could just use the major image. I didn't or like the images to convey the the story. I think that's fine. Oh. It was just an idea. I I don't know. I just like the idea of seeing like some Dragonborn kids dressed up as our characters. But oh. <laughs> it's it's a fun image, but it doesn't work. So. Well, actually, it does because if if somebody an adult is Gothrak, who was larger than life, you know, the image of the little ones with him. But if you have major image and I have major image and Liberté has major image, we do one in the center. And then when that scene fades, then we can do one off to another side and then one off to another side. <laughs> okay. Are we really going to write this whole thing? Over I mean, <laughs> Over drinks for the next Sit few down. hours, all playing out this grand epic poem story to rival yes, Beowulf you. and Gilgamesh and the thank most you. ancient of wanted. ancient stories. Is is there anything else you wanted to do over your couple of weeks, Alexander? Do you think this is going to have any spare time after this? Nope. No. Okay, uh, moving I'm, on. I'm Jacques. <laughs> Jacques, what would you like to do over your couple of weeks? Uh, I would like to find a clan master uh, and try to organize uh, all the any of the uh, dead uh, dragonborns and hold a, a funeral. Uh, since, the, since the temple is no more, uh, I don't know if there's any, any have there had any clerics since I'm the only I'm the that I know cleric of Bahamut. Uh the the clan master informs you that there are still um some surviving uh individuals who either worked at the temple or were priests. So that they have have already been in process of that, but you are more than welcome to assist. Um he also informs you that um they are already going through and gathering up any remaining corpses that have been found throughout the city um, and disposing of them uh, as necessary. So you are welcome to help with that as well over the next couple weeks. Um, You are also informed that they have sent search parties um, into the surrounding desert to look for any dragonborn who fled the city and are still out in the desert. I, I don't know if it's for time, but I kind of just want to roleplay the whole like uh, the funeral prayers. Like having like the families there of uh, of all the uh, like, all the deceased. Okay, it, 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 if you want to say um, a few rites, you'd be free to go ahead. May they always walk in the light of Bahamut. I have my book open, my journal. And the wind around you flow. No one will ever know. It broke our hearts to lose them. But they did not go alone. A part of us went with them the day Bahamut called them home. Many times they needed them. And the many times we cried. 
Their love could save them. They would have never died. Bahamut be with them. May they rest. Let's close my book. I'll say one last thing. Your loved ones did not leave you. They wait at home. The small crowd around you begins to chant under their breaths. Several loved ones who did come to gather with you are wiping tears. And it is, it is a very solemn evening. Then at the I'll drink myself drunk. Okay. The various individuals around the city are more than happy to supply you with enough alcohol for you to drink. Mmm, lovely. And I think that brings us to Taz. Okay. Um, Taz is feeling a little bit, I don't know, pent up. So <laughs> every morning um, before anybody else gets up, he's he's out in the city running, trying to get some exercise, trying to get like warmed up. Um, so that he arrives back at the tavern as Jacques and Vesper come out and he calls forth his sword to take part in sparring and picking up what lessons he can. Um, he did have some sword training when he was with the elves but it was mostly with a short sword so the long sword is is different so he he's watching how jacques and vesper are using it um after that each day he goes to uh dragon mages um helping them um put the pieces back together, um, cataloging or helping them put away, you know, anything that's found, salvaged, recoverable. Well, for, uh, for the record, um, uh, Mundgox and Venzen eventually do come back from their journey. Um, working with some of the dwarves that they spoke with, they were able to find a few items. Okay. But not, not, obviously not everything. Not, not nearly everything. Yeah. Um, so I'd want to, uh, ask Kirax if it was okay to peruse what books there are. Oh, sorry. Um, I would have also asked Alexander to borrow the cards. Um, and then filled in, you know, all of the, the details that, you know, we didn't get a chance to, to talk to him about in terms of, um, you know, their their creator, Chutat, and, you know, all of the... Um, restrictions of the cards and you know what I was able to find out with identify and obviously allow him to identify as well so that if I missed anything he can and you know Kirax goes insane loves every second of it <laughs> um, 
But then if if in his shop or in the, the library they still have books, I know the dwarves are, well, yeah, the magic items disappeared. I wasn't sure if that, you know, also pertained to the books that were on the shelves. Um, some of them, some of them got destroyed in the explosion. So if, if you want to look for stuff, you can look for stuff, but it might be a little more difficult. Yep, I do. There's, you know, a couple of, you know, light topics, but I was trying to, I guess there's one heavy topic that I wanted to kind of focus on. And then if I run across, you know, any of the lighter topics, I would spend some time on it. But, you know, I was thinking about the visions that I've had from my patron and these different colored rings, these portals that are showing visions to, you know, past, present, future. Because um, I wanted to see if there's any reference to those and who it might belong to. Um, and then if, obviously, it, the you know, most of the books have been sacked, um, and I don't find anything, but, you know, the other things I was looking for was, you know, anything on Chutat, you know, anything on um, Char and Savras, and anything on, like, teleportation circles, you know, just general stuff for future. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a general investigation check. Oof, one investigation check for 14 days, 12 days. Oh, boy. Oh, natural one. Cool. Is this important enough to finally use the thing? No, because uh, the library's been sacked. I don't know if I would even find anything on that. I don't know if there's anything that you've got that's coming up. I mean, you, you guys can use it or not use it. It's up to you guys. You don't know how much rolling there's going to be in the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. It's up, it's up to Liberté. I guess not then. He, he, he showed no interest in wanting it. Okay. Unfortunately, Taz, a number of the books that you find that have promising titles, the binders are fine, but the actual pages themselves, as you open them, are mostly destroyed. You are... Luckily, having four um, mages with you and having all of them read most of the books at least once, are able to get some information from them. They don't have too much in the way of the rings. It's something very foreign and abstract, and and they they try to come at it from an arcane point of view. Most of their discussions center around gates and portals, um, conjuration magic. But you mentioned the visions that you saw, and from that, their their thoughts moved to divination and seeing of the future, seeing the past, locating things. And it eventually just starts an endless cycle that goes over and over and over again. So... You, 
you get you get some relevant discussion with the mages on that point, but nothing that really substantially moves your knowledge forward. Um, as far as Chuthot is concerned, uh, they know who Chuthot is, um, especially now with the deck and showing them the deck. They are um, Kirex most of all, um, insanely curious about the deck. Um, mo uh, the knowledge that you get regarding him is actually confirmed. So you don't get any new info, but the knowledge that you found previously um, is now to, um, you now know to be almost 100% fact. Um, and in terms of Shar and Savras, there is a little bit on Savras um, with um, his tie, his ties to um, Mistra, the goddess of magic, um, and um, Shar having murdered a previous version of Mistra. So there's a little bit there, but nothing beyond like general history books. Huh. Nothing more than I didn't already know. For the most part, yes. Okay. Unfortunately. Um. Anything else? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well. You know, one thing was, yeah, and I don't know if they have it. It's a sort of a rather common magic item, but given our upcoming trip, um, I was wondering if they had an alchemy jug. Let, let me see if it was on the original list. We, di we didn't really get a list last time. It was more, you know, you were asking us, well, what are you looking for? But we did? I, what was this I, call I, list? I, I, wrote, one, I, I oh. wrote one out, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it's not a huge concern since Jacques can create water, but I figured, well... Yeah, I, I was just double checking um, the uh, rarity. Okay, um, I will say that you ask this of them early in downtime, and the four of them are actually able to make you one. And they will sell it to you for 200 gold. Ooh. A little rich for my blood. Uh, make make a persuasion check. Well. Yeah, it's like one of those that was like on my mind that's nice to have in case like Jacques wanted wine or, or Liberté needed water or other things for his experiments and stuff but not not really all that necessary I, 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 I yeah I, I was going to say if you wanted to make a persuasion I would say before they start making it you could potentially persuade them to go lower based on everything that you have done uh, I don't want to take advantage of that um that's unless fine. it's something really, unless it's something really nice, <laughs> not an alchemy jug. Um, 
so then I guess eh, the only other thing that I had was just, you know, trying to, you know, at nighttime when it's it's quiet, just trying to recall, you know, more of those visions within the portals, not just the the ones that he showed me of me, but more glances in the other ones to see if I could recall anything just to jot down in my journal in case it means something later. Okay. You spend time meditating on your past visions. They don't come back to you or you don't re-experience them in any way, but you, you spend a lot of time concerning yourself with what it all could mean. What does this mean for my future, my friend's future? How are we going to do this? What is going to happen? Um, I also have down here that you wanted to do some general shopping. Did you still want to do that? Uh, let me see. Yeah, I did have. Yeah, I wanted to buy uh, manacles. Because it seems we're always trying to take prisoners and, you know, we're always using rope. I also owe Liberté rope um, since we borrowed it and, well, commandeered it and never got it back to him. Um, so I wanted to get silk rope instead of, you know, the common hemp rope. Um, an additional water skin and two sets of manacles and i okay. guess a hat because it's kind of sunny down here in the south yeah forget the hat just the, the the other stuff okay uh one more sec here uh water skin okay piece of silk rope is 10 gold um, did you still want the map? If they have one, I wasn't sure if they would. Um, you are able to find one. It's not very current. It's a little dated, but it is still a map that is functional. Um, they will sell that to you for a gold piece. Okay. What's that a map of? Adoru. Okay, I have a map of Wataka. And then rations are five silver apiece for however many you want. Just another... Uh, 17 rations? 17 rations. Divide that in half. That would be eight gold, five silver. How much was the water skin again? Two silver. Okay. And the manacles. Four gold total. Okay. So that is basically everything I have for most folks. 
as far as what they sent me. Is there anything else folks want to do before we get to the actual festival? Did we want to buy stuff? Any shopping that we had to do of leftover magical items or anything like that? Or do we want to hold off? I don't have the think, money. Yeah, not, be, not even between us. I don't really have anything to buy except a bunch of horse treats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think this is going to be a real profitable relationship for both of us. If you keep supplying me with sugar cubes, I'm going to be oh, just so happy. Treats. You're going to be my favorite person. Oh, you're already my favorite person. You're not even a person. Oh, you're so sweet. I love them. <laughs> okay. Eventually, the festival comes to celebrate the end of summer and the arrival of spring. It is rather subdued. It is, it is a little bit of work on behalf of the dragonborn around you to conjure up you know, foods of turkeys and chicken and fish, potatoes, fresh breads to really cobble together a festival. But there is a real dedication to try to bring together some sort of joy and entertainment. Uh, on the morning um, of the first day, a number of Dragonborn do gather in the town square at the stage that had been constructed. And Liberté, it is given to you to open the festival itself. Okay. Um, basically, what I'd be doing, and I, I don't have it specifically written down, but it's just kind of shouting the, the kinds of things, the kind of thoughts that uh, followers of Lyra have. Um, rejoicing at the dawn, uh, you know, in the birth of each morning. Um seeing joy in all things, uh, celebrating the end of hostilities. And um, <clears throat> well, what I would want to do is I would have in one hand um, the war hammer that I had gotten from one of the dwarves and in the other one of the random scimitars that I've picked up. And I would use... Um, uh, mold earth to dig a five foot hole in the ground and I would drop the hammer in and then drop the uh, scimitar in um, and say um, uh, the weapons have been cast down and then I mold earth again to, to, to fill it up again um, and let the festivities begin Ah, there's some general polite clapping and people disperse. And over the next couple of days, you participate in uh, drinking non-alcoholic and alcoholic uh, drinks, eating the food. There is games to play, archery ranges, drinking contests, arm wrestling, gambling, a whole bunch of different things kind of going on as people try to bring together a sense of community and joy at the end of these long hostilities. Uh, at the end of the second night, 
all of you gather together once again on the main stage to complete your epic poem performance. So I'm going to have uh, everybody who's participating go ahead and roll a performance check for me. Oh, no. I forgot to say I also covered that with flowers. I missed that part at the end. I covered it with flowers. Fair enough. Um, oh, nice. Dirty 20. That's persuasion. Oh, I got a six. Let me know if everybody wants me to use the die on that. Uh, oh, 23. That's really I mean, good. you'll, you'll right. go to one out at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, Liberté, you're kind of lacking right now. You might want to pick it up a little bit. Take it if you want it. We've kept it for important that. moments, and now here we are. It's important <laughs> for Lyra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'm just going to use it. I, I, I can't I can't go two sessions without using it, so even if something at the end here, like a dragon shows up and it's terrible, like, I don't care. I got to use it. <laughs> I got a 10. <laughs> Let's go. You improved by four. Well done. Uh, Jacques, are you helping in this? Or no? No, I'm not. A, a part okay. Of Jacques sits in the front row and politely applauds and cheers you all on. But your performance is exquisite to the point of shock and awe in the crowds between magically weaving fights of your group moving in through the sewers, the gelatinous cube that you had eventually taken on. You see Lander and Tinkerbell flying through the sky, dwarves, lines of dwarves walking the streets, until eventually moving into the house and all that entertained in the mage fight before eventually moving down, down into Mendwalis, entering the caves. I just want to make a note, I would leave out any part that makes us look like jerks, so tying up and interrogating dwarves, no, just, just veto that, that didn't happen. That's, um, that's very I, fair and, and, and was assumed. Uh, um, moving through the tunnel, <laughs> I feel like it has to be said. <laughs> moving, moving into Mendwallis itself. Eventually, the final confrontation with Baelnor, who is slain. The angry taking his place, and the dwarves. I'm sorry, the dwarves. The dragonborn are in awe of your performance. At the end, there is raucous cheering, some crying, laughter, and thunderous applause for all of you. And you feel that you have done a job well done. And that this story will probably permeate its way into the annals of history in one way or another. Is this what it feels like, Alexander? Pretty good. Oh, I think I need to, like, change my occupation. Well, you see, that's why hanging out and killing people is my second occupation. It's more of a side hobby. Or maybe I should just stay on my own. It's fine. <laughs> I would like everyone everyone to make a perception check for me during the performance. Oh, oh god, the dwarves saw. I still don't think it was wrong for them to see some of it. Oh, I keep rolling very good tonight. 16. I got a dirty 20. I got a 3. I noticed nothing. I got a rock. <laughs> oh, oh. Jacques with a natural one. 
Um, <laughs> hurts, it hurts. I, I will say that um, Vesper and Alexander, even in the midst of your performance, there are a couple of people you are looking out for in the crowd expecting to be there. One of them is the Clan Master. The other is Kyrax. Also Lunave. Lander, maybe. But they all seem curiously absent. Uh-oh. Oh, um, I also wanted to mention that if any point came up about the Dragon Major store, it's just the unnamed magic store, because he didn't help us um, by giving us weapons. So, <laughs> you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't get the free advertising. Um, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> That's fine. But you're... Yeah, that is weird, though. You, you, you notice that they're not there. But your performance has ended, and you are free to go back to Bag of Axes if you wish. I don't know. I want to know where they are. Yeah, um, guys, I'm assuming we're, like, off in, in our own circle now. Yeah, you, you guys have already, like, made your way through the crowd, shaking hands, being congratulated. I, some of our uh, friends weren't in the crowd. Uh, maybe it wasn't politically good to be there. Who was missing? Uh, well, the clan master. I mean, his friend is, you know, but um, Unave and Lander and Kirax. What? They weren't there. Jack, find out. I don't know. Find out where Kirax is. Or Lander. So you want me to find them? Sending? Well, you're sending. Yeah, I was a person of you. Reach out through the force. I'll, I'll cast... Uh, what do you want me to say exactly? For we uh... Are you okay? Where are you? Where are is you? Is there a party we weren't invited to? Are they? Wait, that'll be terrible. They didn't invite us. Uh, yeah. That's it. So, that's. Are you okay? Where are you? Oh, uh, cast it. <laughs> Sydney. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna to... ask Lady. Sid, Lady Lunave. Uh, I'm just gonna say, uh. uh Lady Lu Luna, uh, are you okay? Uh, where are you? Oh, uh, Jacques. Uh, yes, I, I am perfectly fine. Uh, we heard your performance. It, it was lovely. Um, though we expected you to be back by now, um, if you all could make your way to the Bag of Axes, we'd appreciate it. It's gonna kill us. Apparently, if they have their waiting at the Bag of Axes, they? You like you only messaged one person. Uh, I know. I, I, I messaged uh, uh, Lady, Lady Luna. Uh, she said that they're waiting for us over there. Oh, I don't know why. Okay, let's go. I could be Ooh. a trap. Oh my god, I'm, I'm getting a PTSD from that, this town. So why don't you stay at the back, Shock? <laughs> Like, you remember? We, don't you remember? We got like we were just in the tavern, and like soldiers just came up to us, and 
Yeah. Got to a fight. Yep. We've had some experiences. I was. I already did the honesty thing when she asked me if we killed her husband. Okay, we're past that. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're all friends now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting bad feelings. Oh, Josh, you did make me consider it for a second. I was like, "Fuck, he did it to me again." <laughs> so, Alexander, if they do ambush us because Liberté told the truth, the next city we go to, you have to teach him how to lie. Done. I can do that too. Oh, that's a... uh, and I think it's better from Alexander. Yeah. The point of Vesper, you I, stop I, I lying. Will, I, I will definitely teach him how to lie. I got a 22 on that lie. <laughs> <laughs> Over the next 10 or so minutes, you all somewhat worriedly make your way to the Bag of Axes. And as as you push open the door, um, it is... Uh, what am I trying to say here? Um... First off, you see uh, Yolanis behind the bar, who just kind of has a little bit of a smile as, as she is still kind of organizing, putting cabinets back together, getting plates and cups cleaned. But there is a rather curious group of folks kind of sitting at two of the tables. You see the Clan Master, expected, but also Lander, Tinkerbell, who is with him, Kirex, Lunave, and very curiously, you see Fenella. Oh, I like Rob. Did I see the guards or like soldiers? None. Does Jock dive to the floor? Do I hear? Do I hear uh, the sound of like metal armor clanking outside around surrounding the inn right now? Make a perception check. Does the Red Wedding theme stop playing? <laughs> the Reigns of Castamere starts playing in the background. <laughs> 23. Uh, you you do not hear the sounds of running armored footsteps. Alright. Well met. The Clan Master steps forward. Thank you uh, for coming. All of us were here before you all arrived. Some of us came here for different reasons. And without you, those reasons would have kept us divided. Lander steps forward. You helped us through many dangers. Pushed us on. Without you, who knows where we'd be. We might still be in that godforsaken hole in the ground. Lunabe kind of speaks up this time. You showed leadership and courage, all of you, in different ways. Some by magic, some by brute strength, others by wit and humor. You have helped everyone in both of these cities. Kirex is steps up. There has been great loss felt by everyone. But because of all of you, we can now move forward together. 
I believe that is something we all want. And the four of them kind of side glance Fenella, who is standing, not sitting, and she has a plain look on her face. I do not wish to put down your accomplishments. And I'm sorry if it seems that we got off on the wrong foot. I was fighting only for what I believed best for my people, as was Rise of the We have come to an agreement on most of our issues. But with hopefully newfound peace, I believe that things are looking good for this new city, whatever we decide to call it. I still am in favor of Men Harbor, just for the irony of it. And there's kind of a chuckle between Fenella and the Clan Master. But regardless, we do think that you deserve to be remembered not by the story that you told, but by the deeds you have done and the sacrifices you have made. I have decreed that a statue of your friend Gothrak will be put in the center of our city with a small plaque to forever etch in stone what happened to him in his sacrifice. His show of empathy will not be forgotten and we should strive to have the same. As thanks, we have prepared small gifts for all of you. And Kirax uh, walks up and puts a small bag on the table in front of all of you and um, begins kind of pulling stuff out. And there are several bundles, um, some that are labeled and some that are not. Uh, the first one he pulls out um, is labeled Liberté. I thought I was supposed to take it from him. Yep, he, he hands it to you. Okay, yeah, I take it from him. The second one is labeled Taz, the third Alexander, the fourth Vesper, and the fifth Jacques. There are also two other um, items that he places on the table. One is a large elongated sack that is a rectangle of about like four or so feet long and about six inches wide. And the other are two large metal rings that are probably about 18 inches across. And Kyrex kind of looks over. After all that you've done and getting to know all of you, we've pooled our collective knowledge between our resources at the mages, along with several of the dwarves from Mendualis, we were able to cobble together some things that we hope you'll be able to remember us by. Um, we've also placed a little bit of coin inside to help you along your journey, wherever you might be going next. 
We know that wherever it is, your names will not be forgotten in these cities very soon. This is an unexpected surprise, and we welcome the news of how well things are going, and we greatly appreciate the gifts and what you're doing to honor our friend. If in our next destination, we will obviously, you know, do everything we can to not only speak well of the leadership of both cities, but do our best to protect and, you know, find out if anyone wishes you ill. And I bow and thank them and step back. Fenella kind of looks around. My gratitude, unfortunately, does not give me more time. I must head back to Mendualis before my people need me. Until we meet again. And she gives a small nod and walks out. Can I follow her out? No. Yes. You can. Oh, well. Yep. Kill her. <laughs> no, I'm going to just follow her out the door. Okay. And... You, you follow her out the door, and as she starts walking down the street, um, two dwarven guards who are in the shadows outside of the establishment meet up with her, and they all three begin to walk. Can... Can I talk to you for a moment? She stops. Yes, if it's quick. I I know we weren't introduced. Um, I don't know if anyone bothered, but that's fine. I just wanted to say... <laughs> you can... You can do better. Whatever choices you've made in the past, they don't matter. Thank you. I shall do my best to keep that in mind. <laughs> and I'll just, with a wave of the hand, my sword hand, the one that killed her husband, I just wave her off. She turns with her, her entourage and walks out. And as you walk back in, Vesper, um, you are informed by the rest of the individuals who were in the tavern as they begin to head out as well, saying that they are going to head off to their own places of rest. And you are able to get one last long rest before heading off into whatever the next leg of your journey is. So what's in the box? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it, how big is it? And what's the rings? It... Uh, all, um, well, I, I will say, 
that we uh, we are going to go ahead and formally close the session here. But I will, I am going to tell you what the stuff is, and we can keep this in, and then we'll we'll end it as you long rest. Yeah. Everybody, everybody gets seven hundred and fifty gold. So go ahead and add that to your journals. And I am going to go in order. Uh, oh, crap, I'm going to have to do this for everybody's. Uh, this might take a little longer than anticipated. Uh, Taz, you are up first. You, uh, through your identify spell for all of you guys' items, Taz, you are are gifted a rod of the Pact Keeper. Ooh. And these are all going to be in your journals in a second, but I have to click on everybody's names. This is making it much less dramatic than I intended. Uh, let's see. Liberté, you are next. Uh, Taz identifies your item second. Yours is a rod of arcane focus, which is not a published item. It is one that I created, and it is now in your journal. And you guys can tell each other what your stuff does in a second once I get through everybody. Alexander, you receive Two Throngs Marvelous Violin. That is now in your journal, everybody's journal. Vesper, yours is a plus one sentinel shield. Ooh. Ooh, that's so Dude, good. That is. I look it up. That's so good. That is good. I'm jealous. <laughs> Jacques. Uh -huh. Yours is a staff of healing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> nice. Oh, with, an with anticipation, uh, Taz, you quickly identify the rings. Uh, you learn those to be the iron gates. And last but not least, you identify the square rectangular object, which you learn to be Dr. Tartan's magical tent. <laughs> Dr. Tartan? Okay. Yep. All of those are now in your journals so if you want to go ahead and discuss those if anything you want to discuss <laughs> feel free and then yeah yeah that's hilarious uh question what what is a what is a, a doctor uh in this world like what kind like what does a doctor do it's a phd not a no, oh sorry that's too a topical. medical doctor oh that's uh, too topical this week no it, it it's the, the name is just solely meta for, for for the purposes of it, it was the title the person gave themselves. I I assume that was like some some like wizard with a with a sort of like high degree or something. I mean, 
You could imagine that it was a wizard who called himself Dr. Tarden. That's fine. But, yep. Yeah. That's so cool. It really is like, like unwrapping Christmas gifts. <laughs> Oh, I've had these. I've had these for so long. I'm so happy. Uh. Well, do we want to go one by one and everybody say what their stuff is? Oh uh, yeah, sure. I'll go first. Uh, go for it. Staff of healing requires attunement by a bard, cleric, or druid. The staff functions as a plus one quarter staff. Also has seven charges. While holding it, you can ex you can use the action to expend one or more of its charges to cast one of the following spells from it, using your spell DC and spellcasting modifier, which is great. Carry wounds, just, uh, charge up to fourth level. Okay. Lesser restoration charges and mass carry wound by charge. The staff regains 1d4 plus 2 expended charges daily at dawn. At dawn? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you expand the last charge... Oh, if you expand the last charge, roll a d20. On the one, the staff vanishes. Light of, flash of light for, lasts forever. Yep. Nice. Uh, that is Jocks. Wants to go next. I'll go. Go for it. I got, I got two throwing marvelous violin. It's it's similar in that respect, but it's got five charges. One uh, with one charge, I can use cure wounds, fog cloud, protection from good and evil. With two charges, I can use bark skin and levitate. And with three charges, I can use fly and invisibility. Each day, it gets charges one d four plus one charges back, and it's a musical instrument that I can use. <laughs> It also requires attunement, and I have no spare slots, so that's a discussion I'm going to have to figure out with myself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty neat. Yes, I'll go. Okay. Do I have both of those items? The other items? I mean, the, the Rod of the Pact Keeper is a warlock item so it's it's a rod that gives me bonus on on spell attack and um spell dc but also gives me an extra spell slot so now with the ring of spell storing plus the rod of the pack keeper i have an extra well they give me an extra two spells a day um, in addition to all the ones I get back from a short rest, so that's fantastic. Um, Dr. Tarden's Magical Tent. So You don't have to read this whole one out because it's long. I know. I think but, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So it's a magical tent that's normal, and then when you unpack it and set it up, um, it's got a fireplace with lounge furniture, um, three chambers. It's got a kitchen with running water. Um, it's got bunk beds 
and it allows up to 16 people to sleep in it. And the, the canvas of the tent can change colors depending upon what setting you set it for so that depending upon if we're in a jungle or in the snow or whatever, we can change the colors between red, blue, green, yellow, orange, purple, pink, brown, black, and white. It's going to be pink. I'm sorry. And yeah, then it folds back up and I can put it into, oh, wait, can I put it into the bag of holding? It's an extra dimensional space inside an extra dimensional space. Uh, I might have to put that one in a backpack. Um, Iron gates. I'm still trying to figure this one out. Um, comes in pairs, two iron rings, 18 inch in diameter. Rings must be on the same plane of existence within 100 miles of each other. Whatever is put through one ring comes out the other. And you can do that for up to 50 pounds of material each day. Can we put Charles in it? I'm not well, thinking you, real, but I'm asking if we can. Yeah, Read the you, second paragraph. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> if less than 10 pounds of material has already been passed through the rings on a given day, a small character can make a DC acrobatics check to slip through the rings appearing at the location of the other. Creatures of tiny size pass through easily, which is Charles. Medium <laughs> or large size creatures can stick their head in and they can peer through the other end of it. So I guess it could uh, be a shenanigans. Yeah, that does sound like a shenanigans item. That is, that is one of those items where I'm giving it to you, and I'm very eager to see what creative ways those get used. I cannot wait. So can the tent be put inside a bag of holding? I, I will say yes. That's it, fine. Okay, because it's in a storage it's not bag. An extra okay. Yeah, okay. it's, it's okay. fine. Okay. Uh, last but not least, Mr. Joseph. Oh. Another one that's gone. Um, <clears throat> Rod of Arcane Focus, uh, attunement item. It um, serves as, as a spellcasting focus and can be used to increase the number of spells known. Divide class by four, round up. So at level seven, that'd be two spells. So you Correct. get two extra spells per day. No, two, two spells no. known, not slots. Oh, okay. Spells All known. Right. And because because Josh has recently adjusted how uh, yep. sorcerer spells known work, um, and that I have innate spells based on the type of sorcerer I am, I know I now know a lot of spells. Yep. Which was my which is my entire intent, because that is one of oh. people's biggest complaints with sorcerers now you can have a spell that's not even the best part of it joe the last sentence of the first paragraph no extra it's, gold it's, cost. It's, it's it's not saying what you think it is it can serve as the spellcasting focus for spells which require material components with no extra gold cost oh you wrote it wrong oh. okay 
I mean, I understood it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, with that, God, two, four, six, eight, um, plus eight. Oh, no, wait. I, I missed one. I missed Vesper. I, yes, I, didn't, did. I didn't open yours. Yeah, what's yours, Vesper? Okay, mine's really cool. Um, a sentinel shield. While holding this shield, you have advantage on initiative rolls in wisdom perception checks. The shield is emblazoned with a symbol of an eye. Very cool. Nice. I'm excited. <laughs> Do you gotta remember that whenever you roll initiative and perception now. But yeah. Um, and my final announcement for tonight, and I'm not sure if folks want to do it now or perhaps next session, but we can level up too. 